Yeah. Press uh, record. And then record. let's both clap at the same time. Ready? Three, three, two, one. I'm really bad with timing. I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Three, two, one. That, that, was, that was okay. That was okay. I think that was Price on a fucking bicycle, man. I'm trying to... I'm trying to... Welcome to the Prince Street Review with Caroline Skyler. Um, we're here today. We're going to talk about some flicks. Some scary Yeah, Yeah, we've, we've changed it up a little bit. We've changed it up. Um, <laughs> After a small due to the fact, <laughs> due to the, Yeah, due to the fact that we haven't been around for the past, what, six months? <laughs> I'm sorry to our very large group of followers. Um, I know you must be very disappointed. But we're yeah, here. We yeah, we were actually starting to build a not-too-bad traction like for us we were starting to do okay but then we're back and better than ever friends yeah woo (laughs) what's new skylar shaved head cj box dyes her hair from home because it's covid i haven't dyed my hair i thought you were in a box diet weren't you i was but i didn't yet have you ever box dyed your hair no i've box dyed my mom's hair do you remember? Well, I tried to dye my hair pink, and when I tried it, did I tell you how crispy it went? It went so crispy, and now I'm scared to bleach it. Like, I don't think I'm going to be – I don't think I can do it. Like, for real, I don't think I can do it. I, I just have gonna... a feeling that you didn't follow the instructions properly. I definitely did. Honest. It said, put the gloves on and rub it all over your head, and that is exactly what I did. <laughs> not exactly in those, in those – not in those exact words, but that's uh-huh. pretty much what it was getting at. And I feel uh-huh. like – I feel like I tried my best, and it didn't uh-huh. work very well. But it's going to be fine. We're going to have a really exciting time. We're going to start, like, filming so you can see our faces. Woo! Yeah, this After is our first lockdown. time recording. Yeah, this is our first time recording virtually. Um, yeah. Because Sydney has been able to avoid lockdown for mm. a long time. And now we're we're pretty deep in it. We're four about two. to hit the four digits. I'm actually excited for that day so stoked <laughs> do you reckon <laughs> we, we will a... do you reckon we will have like a thousand cases i mean we haven't gone down at all during this time <laughs> like we've never gone down so it it's kind just, of it's just getting better and better yeah just and like there was like a fucking house party in maroubra with like 60 people and now a bunch of people have covid <gasps> from that was there it's 60 just, people yeah. at that party yeah oh my days. it's just doesn't seem like people give a fuck so they, don't, they don't care they yeah. don't care. And it's that's fun. their prerogative, you know? That I mean, I would really prefer if they wouldn't, because it does directly affect me and everyone I love. But <laughs> this this is really disrupting my day. Fucking stop it. Fucking yeah, essentially. Fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. Um, but basically what we're gonna be doing today is talking about insidious. I haven't even got my notes. I took the I took the time and put the effort into writing some like actual notes. Yeah, can and you I don't them? I don't know where they are. What do you mean Hang you on. don't know what... Wait, no. I'm just I'm not going to believe that you wrote notes if you don't I, You know what? You know what? I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm finding them. I'm getting them. So I don't she's need a, this. Can confirm she is walking off. And she's I don't need this them. in my life. Finding them. I just didn't want to stand up. But you know what? Now you're giving me this this attitude. You know? I don't... <laughs> Gonna find these fucking notes. Look, see, she found them. She was just being fucking lazy. Yeah, she I didn't want to wanna... get up and go and get them. No, I didn't. But here we are. Do you want me to show you my notes? Scan. You ready? You ready? Insidious notes. 
podcast. <laughs> Not only do I have one page, I have fucking five pages, bitch. Yeah, I've got like 20 pages worth of notes. Okay, well, you know what? It's not a competition. <laughs> but anyway, are you, I haven't, okay, look. So, I mean, I've done, I have, I, I think I just, like, as I was watching the first movie. So, yeah, by the way, guys. We're going to be reviewing um, Insidious. Yeah, I was going to say, we should explain. We should explain what's happening to the format of this podcast. So essentially, we're going to go from doing our, like, we were doing, you know, me saying a mystery or Skylar saying a mystery or a true crime story or whatever. We're now going to do one week of reviewing a movie from Rotten Tomatoes' 100 Best Horror Movies of All Times list. And so we're going to be going backwards from 100 down, and that's going to be every second week. The other week, Skylar and I are both going to research a story, um, whether it, whatever we really feel like. It can whatever, be true crime, whatever. it can be mystery, it can be a cryptid, it can be whatever. Whatever we're finding, really. Yeah, and we're going to tell it to each other. So that's kind of where we're at. Insidious 2, I believe, was the 100th film on the list is that right sky it was the it was the hundredth one but i don't i quite i don't really understand why the i don't really think insidious like the like chapter one was like below like in between the one and 100 top you know so i it, don't really it know it must have been i doubt that insidious 2 is ranked as it, better than insidious one if, do you know what i actually feel like insidious 2 is better than insidious one this it feels better opinion. because it, it, like, completes it. Like, everything comes together. But the, the thing is, I just feel like it's got, like, more of an edge to it. Can like you hear Steph singing in the background? No, I can't hear Steph singing. Okay, good. Because I fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shut the fuck up. Sorry, but, continue. Um, but basically, when I was watching the first... So we're going to do this podcast on, like, the first and second one. Just because it's just, it's just easier and it just ties them both. Yeah, they're, I think they're, that, yeah, they are two films, but they are one story. So, like, when there's a movie that might be a sequel on the list, Skylar and I will take to our own discretion, we will decide whether or not we're going to do yeah. the films from before it. So, the thing if is, it, when, I was, yeah. when I was watching it, any kind of, like, notes I was taking on it was just, like, things that, like, details about the film or, like... What what I found to be interesting, in, 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 uh, interesting, <laughs> but like it was more like just like my thoughts that like whatever like thoughts popped into my head as I was watching it. There's a lot yeah. about that. There is a lot about the crying baby. I literally have some. I have a note here saying Dalton dot dot dot. You twat. Don't go into <laughs> the fucking attic. Now I feel like that's something that like everyone says in every horror movie ever. Like who in their right mind? If they even think that they're in a remotely haunted house, goes, I'm gonna go into the fucking basement. I'm I gonna do, go into the yeah. attic. I'm gonna yeah. follow that noise. You know I what do, I mean? Yeah. What do you? If I if I heard that in my building, I'd fucking move out. Like goodbye. <laughs> it's like it's, and I get like if they didn't, they wouldn't have a story to the horror movie. I get that. But why? <laughs> no one actually, no one actually does that. Okay, you know I mean? let's let's jump in. And then I think after we go through the films, we'll talk about kind of our personal thoughts on the series. <laughs> and and let's fucking do it. This is kind of like Skylar and I love horror movies. Me probably more so than Sky, but I've taken her over to the dark side. Um, <laughs> it's been more like like you introduced like I have I have a very strong appreciation. 
for horrors, don't get me wrong, but it's just, like, I, I very, like, I need to either watch them, I need to watch them with someone, or I have to have seen it before and I know what's coming in order to watch it by myself, and if I am watching it by myself, it's in broad daylight. It's not nighttime. Yeah. I've never in my life watched a horror movie alone in the dark. Fuck no. <laughs> it's, it I, is my worst nightmare. I do that all the time. And I'm excited about Insidious because my favourite duo directed and wrote it, Lee Wanell and James Wan. <gasps> I actually don't know if Lee Wanell wrote it, but I mean, he acts. They did. So they they both, isn't, isn't it written by James Wan and Lee Wanell? They, they're both. Is it? They've both, yeah, I'm pretty sure in the titles when I was watching it, it was, I, I think, but I don't really know. You know what? We have phones. We can check. Give me one sec. Keep we talking. Have the, we have the internet. <laughs> we have the internet. Um, also, I just my my first point in in yeah. these movies, the opening is so intense, like with the angry violins. It says in brackets, "angry violins." Oh, Lee Wanell has written. Yeah, I know. I've got notes about the violins. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. But do you know um, the one Lee Wanell that- wrote all five. Which I didn't Damn realize that there were five of them. Dude, I am. The like... fifth one was directed by Patrick Wilson. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know that is. Patrick What's Wilson a... is the guy who plays the dad. The actor who plays the dad. <gasps> what, the hot guy? Yeah. Hot guy, have he... you seen? He does this interview. Um, <laughs> he does this interview with like a, like a reporter or a journo or something who dresses up as the nun and he like flirts with the nun and it's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. So good. Okay. Okay. Let's jump into this. So yeah, kind of the first note that I have here is James Wan. If anybody doesn't know, James Wan and Lee Wanell are like a powerhouse duo in the horror film world. They kind of started out with the Saw films. That's kind of what was their first claim to fame. But Wait, since then, they James Wan... Did they do the Saw films? Yeah, yeah, that I was them. I had no idea. Yeah, so that was kind of their first comeuppance in the horror world. Um, and then they both do a bunch of other stuff, but kind of the more recent big ones have been James Wan has directed the first two Conjuring films and he's directed these Insidious films. And Lee Wanell, I don't know if he wrote The Conjuring films, but Lee Wanell has written for fucking every horror movie ever, like, a good ones. And he wrote all of the Insidious films, which I just realised, <laughs> all five of them. And he most famously recently directed Invisible Man, which is... That uh, is... We watched so that, didn't good. we? Didn't yeah. we watch that together? That is an elite flick. Oh, so it's good. so fucking good. So oh, fucking good. Ugh. I feel like who's it makes me she's, angry. <laughs> she's in um, what you call it? She's in. She's in Handmaid's Tale. What's her name? She's such a. She's uh, like, Elizabeth Moss. Is it? She's like unconventionally very hot. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, she gives off big, big tit energy. For she sure. does her big tit energy. Uh, absolutely. My first note. Anyway, back to the movie. My first note <laughs> is literally, is a James Wan film. Yeah, James. <laughs> See, we're on the same. We're on the same page. We're both big fans of James. Wan. My next Can note confirm. is my next note is old school opening. Angry violins. Yeah, essentially, we zoom on. We we open with like an opening credits scene of just us slowly going through the family house of the. Yeah. I actually don't know what their last name is, but the family that's Lambert. like the center of our story. Lam- Lambert, Lambert. There you go. Yep. Of the Lambert family, and we go through each of them as they're sleeping and then we zoom in on an old woman's scary bridal face 
And then it goes insidious, and we have the angriest string quartet. <laughs> if you wanted, if you don't really fancy watching the movie and you're just going to listen to this bullshit podcast, just do us a favor and just watch the opening angry violins bit, and you can like get on board with what we're saying. Those because... angry violins are a jump scare in themselves because it'll go from like no music to angry violins. <laughs> do you know the thing that I actually found to be like kind of like. Like, I was watching, just, like, watching the second one today. So I was watching it with Luke. And we're, like, trying to, like, turn up the volume just, like, to, just to hear them, like, normally, like, speaking. Um, mm. we'll, well, we'll get to this, like, certain scene, whatever. Um, but, like, when they're turning up the, like, we're turning up the volume just to, like, hear them speak. And then, like, something big happens. And then it's so fucking loud. Yeah. Like, when something <laughs> happens and something scary in these movies happens, it's like, oh, I'm going to turn up the volume so I can try and hear what they're saying. <laughs> and then you're dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so intense. It's not even funny. Like it's it's fucking hilarious. Um, so Rose Byrne is plays our title lady. She is so amazing. I love Rose Byrne. She's an Australian actress. She's She's been in Bad Neighbors. She's been. She was in a TV series, being like a lawyer for a long time. She's in the Insidious films. She's just a bay. So she plays um a lady called. Renee. Renee. Renee Landis. Yeah, is and that she yeah, has Renee. Renee? And she has the most perfect nose. Ever. Oh, so it's gorgeous. Not fair. But so she she plays Renee Lambert. She's the mum. Um, Patrick Wilson plays yeah. the dad. Josh Josh okay. Lannis. He is uh, love. Very beautiful man. Um, he's so good. He is like. Being in Insidious and The Conjuring has just made him the face of horror. Like, yeah. he hasn't even done more than that. But Steph, my sister, she was like, he's turned himself into a bit of a scream king. And it's like, no, he's actually just been in two series. But it just, because they're like the big, they were the biggest horror series for such a long time. It feels like as though too. he's in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, I think the one thing I did make a note, he really fucks me off in the first movie. I mean, like in oh, the beginning. Yeah. Gaslight Central. <laughs> yeah, Gaslight <laughs> It's like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I was but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. it. Let's not jump ahead. Let's jump <laughs> So, Rose Byrne or Renee, we'll, we'll call them by their character names. Renee wakes up in what is clearly a new house and she begins unpacking. As she's unpacking her son, Dalton interrupts her, um, talking about how he doesn't like his room. So this is kind of moment number one of, hmm, <laughs> this house. Interesting. Interesting interesting mm. um they, so dalton is a, like kind of like a classic spooky child i would say he has that like big eyes bad haircut white kid standing in a corner being fucking creepy <laughs> but if you don't know who dalton yeah. is i don't know the name of the actor but he was in jurassic world and he was in iron man 3 that's what i know him from from not in this movie have not seen either of those films iron you haven't seen films. jurassic world no. Oh, dude, good movie. Don't look you at me watch like that. Don't look at you me like that with your you watch wine. You should watch them. Don't tell me how to live my life. No, because you would like them. That's why I'm saying you should watch them. Okay, I'll watch them. <laughs> um... Boop, boop, boop. So she begins to notice kind of like strange happenings. Like she puts books on a shelf and then all of a sudden they're on the floor 
and her husband leaves for work and we kind of get the sense that she's a little bit overwhelmed by dealing with the three kids and the new house and unpacking and and they kind of allude to potentially there being something that went wrong in the old house and that's why they moved so just in general kind of growing yeah. pains all around for the family would you agree this is this is like a point where I was just kind of like he needs to be better because look <laughs> like <laughs> this is what I mean where I was like he's a bit of a dick in uh, the beginning of these in, in the beginning of this movie anyway like he gradually becomes way more like a far more likable character but like just yeah. in the beginning of this film when he's just like oh she's like can you take the kids to take the boys to school and he's like no nah, I've got to go do this blah 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 and it's like and your wife is like unpacking a house looking after the three kids she popped out. Um, take your kids to school, man. Like, make the turn. You know what I mean? I I think, yeah, I think it's, he's definitely... This is what popped into my head when watching this movie. Oh, this is really, this is really interesting. All spooky. I was like, be a better dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And it's like, obviously in the second, like, we'll get to it, but jumping ahead a little bit. In the second film, actually, no, I can't say that because it's like a spoilery. But when the gaslighting kind of becomes for a reason that you like you understand in the second film why he's gaslighting her but it kind of almost is like a throwback to the first film when he's just not believing anything she says yeah. and it's just it's like yeah anyway okay so it all comes sh- together it all comes together stay tuned <laughs> kids if you're like one of the 10 people on the planet who hasn't seen insidious <laughs> i have a note here that says she doesn't look old enough to have three kids question mark this is where I was what, at watching. She would have been, like, in her mid-30s, maybe, I think. I don't know. I think that's, she, that's old enough Rose, to have three Rose kids. Byrne looks like, she looks like she's, like, in her early to mid-20s. It's not fair. She's gorgeous. I haven't seen she her in is. anything recently. Oh, another big thing that she's in is Bridesmaids. That was kind of her big moment that everyone... Chef, chef's yeah. kiss. Great flick. Great flick. Um, so... Renee hears sounds which prompt her to go up to the attic and the boiler turns on on itself. The reason why this is important is because later that night we see Dalton go up to the attic because the door has opened on its own, which is always a great sign to go into the room. (laughs) (laughs) So he tries to climb a ladder to, I believe he was trying to turn the light on or something like that, but he tries to climb a ladder and falls down and hits his head. Um, and then we kind of flash forward a little bit and like, we don't flash forward, but it's obvious that time has kind of passed and he wakes up and we see that he sees something that is really scary for him. And so he screams and his parents come run upstairs and, you know, he's obviously hit his head. So they try to look after him, blah, 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 put him to sleep, move to the next morning, right? The next morning, Dalton doesn't wake up terrifying moment if you're a parent really fucking scary but i will say the one thing that i was thinking the entire time when they were when like josh was putting him to sleep and all that kind of stuff i was like the one thing you don't do for someone that you suspect might have a concussion is get them to go to sleep that's the opposite of what you do so if your kid died in the night that's you know i'm not saying it's your fault but you haven't helped I mean, like, look, I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm no, I'm no medical, uh, I've never medical background. I mean, my mum's a nurse as far as it goes. But I, I was going to say, you, you're a medical expert by association. <laughs> by association. Yeah, look, I mean, my mum's a nurse, so I know, like, basics, right? Um, it's just, it's, if you think your kids had a massive bonk on the head, you don't go, and go to sleep, have rest now. That's not what you do. <laughs> you keep them awake. You make sure they're alert. You know what I mean? So... 
you can, and, you know, go night night as, and then go in the morning's not waking up, you cheat yourself. Yeah, literally. Um, that was so, yeah, like when he was like trying to wake him up, I was like, that's like the worst because isn't there like that thing that sometimes babies just die? yeah i don't know what is it it's called like something crib syndrome or something like that and like randomly it's called isn't it SIDS or something is it SIDS? i don't know yeah something like that right and like babies just die and that as a parent like trying to wake up your kid and them just not like it just i just felt so scared in that moment for them like i think that's the first time i ever was like (gasps) that's like oh my god disgusting bomb in my mouth ew don't have children anyway so (laughs) (laughs) so um, something to note from when they're in the attic, you know, and Josh is taking Dalton downstairs after they found him with it having hit his head. Renee notices that some boxes that had previously been downstairs that she had been trying to look for have now somehow found their way in the attic. That is something that is weird enough that it would freak me out. If I had full boxes in the living room and then they went up to the attic without myself or anyone that lived with me having put them there. I would get the fuck out. Well, I'm, that's the thing. Like, every time I watch these movies, like, even, like, like the littlest things like that, like, you're just like, oh, it's not a, not a big thing when you're watching these movies in comparison to all of the other fucked up shit that happens later. But, like, in real life, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for this box of stuff. I can't find my things. And it was, like, her, like, piano, like, a... Yeah. Or whatever. Or, like, her, she's a, she's her a songwriter. That's kind of what she's yeah. trying to do. So it was, like, her, her life, music. Yeah. Her, yeah, it was, like, her sheets or something, her sheet music. And she couldn't find it anywhere, and she goes up, and it's suddenly in the fucking attic when no one in your family's been in the attic. Catch you later. Like, yeah. What are you like? Bye bye. It's a no from me. It's a no. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So they go. Yeah. So they obviously they take Dalton to the hospital, and you know the doctor has said to them, literally says to them, I have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea. No idea. It's unexplainable. Absolutely shook. What doctor is going to talk to parents and say, we have no idea. No idea. Like, at least offer a solution. They're like, he's in a coma. Somehow, he's in a coma. We don't know why. We don't know how. And so we're going to try and figure it out, you know? But no, he's just like, lol, weird. Just kick back, (laughs) relax. Maybe he might wake up. I don't know. Yeah, so, and up so to we, him, like, up to him, I guess. <laughs> we fast forward to three months later, where Dalton is coming home from the hospital, where he's obviously they've been running tests and trying to figure out what's wrong with him. But Renee mentions that she thinks that the doctors have just given up. Like they're like they have no idea what's wrong with him. He's just in a coma, and so he's coming home and he's got an IV and all that kind of stuff. Really fucking sp- scary fucking shit. So she hears weird noises on the baby, the fucking baby monitor. <laughs> Oh, no. no the no, fucking no. baby monitor. I and, was just with Luke and he had a heart attack. And so she hears these, like, weird noises and it takes her a startling amount of time to go upstairs to check on the baby, right? Like, she's, like, looking at this thing and being like, huh, that's not noise that a baby makes. And it's just standing there and until she goes upstairs. Obviously, when she gets up there, there's nothing there. And... 
it's like, oh my god, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why every single time this baby monitor thing happens, which, spoiler, it's going to happen a couple of fucking times. Every time it happens, she takes a good solid 10 seconds staring at it being like, ah! while her baby is, is like, it's, I just don't, ugh. It's god. just that build up to that horror movie bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm just going to stare at the baby monitor while like, it's like a, it's like a really, really like low kind of like dude's voice talking to a baby. Yeah. What the yeah. Fuck? And then it just gets louder and louder and louder and it screams to the baby mom and she goes bolting up the stairs. Great timing, Renee. Shit. Yeah. Well now that he's screamed, you know, you might have missed the, the you know, the, the exciting part. Anyway, yeah. so this is all kind of just to say that Renee is starting to realize that some weird shit is happening around the house, generally. So that night she's tucking her other son, who I actually don't know the name of, but she's tucking her other son who's not in Foster. a coma. Foster. Foster. I like Foster. Foster's Foster sweet. Foster is adorable. So we've got, so by the way, just so you know, guys, we've got Renee, we've got Josh, the parents, we've got Dalton, who looks at their baby and goes, oh, what a cute baby boy. Dalton. Anyway. Dalton, we've got Foster, and then we've got Callie. Is the baby. Is Callie or Hallie? I actually, yeah, I think it was Callie. I'm pretty sure. Callie. And then we've got Lorraine, who's Josh's mum. That's yes. like the family. The so that's everybody in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, later that night, she's tucking Foster into bed um, and he tells her that he wants to switch rooms because he's scared of Dalton and he doesn't like it when he walks around at night. <laughs> my note is, like, if my kids said that, I would probably do more than look a bit concerned. Um, if my son, who was, like, bang out in a coma... Um, and my other kid was like, hey, fuck is walking around at night. I'd be like, oh, really? At least, at the very least, put some cameras up around the house. Suss that shit out. Yeah. See, this is the shit that modern day horror movies always get right. Every fucker and their kid wants to make a found footage film. So they'll always put up, (laughs) they'll always put up cameras. That's how Paranormal Activity started. But it is, it's just that thing of like, that's fucking scary dude like oh my god i hate it so much and then um, isn't the next thing so she's up like she's in bed and she's like talking to josh about like something weird happening to her today but the way she's like waiting to like pillow talk to tell her husband about it do you know what i mean and like, he oh just... hey by the way i heard someone screaming through the baby <laughs> monitor. it wasn't the, the fucking baby and the way that she phrases it she's like Something weird happened to me today. It's a bitch, no! Something weird did not happen. You were fucking assault- Like, your baby was assaulted by a ghost. <laughs> it's like, I would be shitting myself. And, and he, then- Josh, like, in true character form, he doesn't believe her. And he's like, oh, the baby monitors pick up frequencies from other persons. It's like, like a fucking radio. That's how that works. Josh, yeah. shut the fuck up. But anyway, this is just, like, waiting to, like, pillow talk to, like tell him about this, like, baby monitor situation. And he's like, yeah, like, suck a dick. That's, that didn't happen. And she's like, okay, gaslighter, whatever. Then, like, the whole, like, door knocking thing. So someone starts, like, yeah, yeah, on yeah, the door yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a really cool connection to the second baby. <laughs> no, it is. It's a very, very cool connection. Yeah, so essentially somebody starts... While they're up checking the baby, whatever that they're doing, somebody start or in the bedroom, Josh denying Renee's existence. Um, the door, someone starts banging on the door really fucking loudly, like really fucking loudly. Um, and Josh goes downstairs to check. Nobody's there. 
Then he runs back upstairs. Um, okay, one quick note. Check no one's there, closes the door and he locks it, right? Goes back and upstairs. And puts the alarm on. Puts the alarm puts, on. Puts the right. alarm yep. on, right? Goes back upstairs. So the door's shut at this point. He goes back up, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't that shit with Renee? Where she yes. So, yes. Yeah. So while he's downstairs checking who's knocking on the door, she goes in to check on the baby and she sees this fucker. I just have him down as like man ghost because I don't know what else to call him. He's like, he's a very scary looking like Steven Seagal type weird ass <laughs> dude who's like That's in so the baby hair. room. So instead of her trying to do anything, she calls her husband who has already gone to check on the person knocking on the door. So instead of her trying to get him away from her baby, which I like, sure, whatever. But I feel like my instinct would not be to like back out of the room and call for my husband. My instinct would be like, what the fuck? Josh, call the police. And then just like try to go at him with a, like, I don't know. It just, I just don't baby. know if I would wait. Yeah. Just like get the fucking baby. Like I wouldn't just wait for my husband to come upstairs. In saying that, that baby never stops crying. Maybe it should go. <laughs> what? It what? never stops. It does, you know. It does. It disappears. Um, okay. <laughs> through the, yeah. Anyway, um, so obviously, when Josh comes upstairs, he hears he hears Renee screaming, so he runs upstairs, and obviously nobody's there because that is the theme of the start of this film. Um, they're trying to find. So while he's searching for the man and they're trying to find him, the alarm that he put back on is triggered downstairs. And when he goes down, the front door is wide open. Terrifying. Call the police. Do you notice that nobody calls the fucking police in any of this? Except for at the start of the second film, the police are never involved. You have clearly somebody has tried to get into your house. Clearly. Whether you think it's a ghost, whether you think it's whatever the fuck you think it is. Why are you not calling the police? That's, like, the first thing you would do. The one thing that happens, so he goes around after this, he goes back downstairs, like, Renee and the baby and Foster are in, like, Coma Kid's bedroom hiding out, right? He's going downstairs to suss out the situation. Front door, wide open. The one thing that fucks me off about this situation, he's, like, going around and he's like, oh, yeah, front door's wide open. Yeah, sick, no worries. I'm going to go around and peruse the entire house not shut the front door. Gonna leave wide open. Yeah. Gonna just gonna look around and suss out the entire house. Leave the front oh, door that's open. so true. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. What was the worst that could possibly happen? That yeah. was that was what I was really concerned about. I hated just it. Just in general, not great. Not 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 great reactions going around. Oh, in general. Gosh, like I just my mind would not go to a ghost in that moment, right? Like I would maybe have it in the back back of my mind because my wife is trying to tell me that weird shit's happening but i would call the police because you would you would think that somebody was breaking in like that's what you would think and your wife sees people and you hear knocking like i just don't i don't understand so we see kind of we get a couple of scenes that are signifying the deterioration of the family unit josh is kind of avoiding going home because you know he doesn't want to deal with dalton he's trying to deal with the fact that his wife thinks that there's ghosts everywhere Whatever, whatever. Renee is struggling with the fact that he's never home because she has to deal with all the fucking ghosty boys that are in the house and oh. also potentially with a kid that is walking around at night even though he's in a coma and also has to look after Dalton full-time now because he's not in the hospital anymore. Right? So just stressful times all around. So, and we also, in that scene where he's at the school, we get our first glimpse of a flashback to him when he was a kid. 
It's like there's no, they don't tell it. There's nothing in it really except him as a child sleeping in bed. But it's just kind of our first moment that we see that. So Rose goes to tuck Dalton that day. Rose is going to kind of make Dalton's bed around him, whatever. And she sees a giant elongated fucking bloody handprint on his bed sheets. Oh, which again, is... I don't understand the reaction here. Okay, she's like, yeah, that's a bit concerning. Um, and then just, like, chills out at home, waits for her hubby to get home at, like, 10.30 at night because he's actively avoiding her like a plague. And then she's just like, hey, this is bullshit. Where are you? And he's all like, yeah, busy avoiding you. And she's all like, hey, stop doing that. Throws the sheets at him. Not not exactly. That's not exactly how the conversation goes. But watch the movie. Okay. Um, throws the sheets at him. And she's like, yeah, deal with this. What the fuck? I'm sorry. If like yeah. my, if my husband came home and I was like, hey, look, there's some like there's a whole ass bloody handprint on a kid's sheets, he'd be like, yeah, let's bounce. So yeah, the the big thing is that this is kind of the first moment that Renee is really trying to tell Josh this house is haunted. Like this is she has officially come to the conclusion that the only thing that makes sense at this point is that ghosty boys have taken over the house. And he doesn't believe her. And she keeps the bedsheet as a passive aggressive tool for the last moment in the argument to be like, well, then how do you explain this? And throws it at him and walks inside. It's like, would you not present it first and be like, oh, my God, I found this on Dalton's bed. This is so scary. I think that's like I look, I'm not going to blame her because I think that she's dealing with having to deal with the ghost, whether he doesn't because he goes to work and whatever. But there is a part of me that's like, we're not talking about petty bullshit here when you're finding a demon hand on your fucking sheets. And I'm a petty, I'm petty, so I get it. But like, that's not the moment. (laughs) That's that's not where it's at. Stop that. Honestly. So he sleeps on the couch that night because (gasps) that's what couples do when they fight, apparently. And we see him him dreaming and it kind of intersects with, with, you know, shots of Dalton shots of Renee and she wakes up screaming and sees this man ghost pacing back and forth just outside her window like stomping pacing back and forth right and then sorry I missed that could you say it again please oh my Siri shut the fuck up Siri do you want to take it away Skylar so yeah so he's pacing back and forth, up and down the bubbity boopy outside on like the porch outside a window, and she's like, "Um, excuse me, sir, what's going on?" Doesn't say anything. She's just staring and like she thinks it's Josh sheer, for some reason. What must be sheer terror? I took yeah. it as like I thought when she was like Josh, I thought she was like she knew it wasn't him, but she's like trying to like whisper the call for him. That's what I thought. Oh, you know okay. what I, mean? I thought that she was yeah. Okay. No, so I was like, oh, she must be like, because like, the way she's looking at this is like, ah, oh, this is a look of sheer terror, right? She's yeah, shooting yeah, yeah, bricks. Yeah. So she's like, uh, excuse me, there's a bloke outside pacing up and down the porch. Fuck that noise. So she's like, Josh, Josh. And he's obviously dead asleep because the way you deal with problems in a healthy relationship is to put your partner on the couch downstairs, clearly. Absolutely. So, That's what Hollywood thinks, at least. Exactly. So old maid outside's pacing up and down the porch suddenly appears inside her bedroom and yeets himself at her. She's screaming. Everyone's screaming. It's a shit fight. Josh comes running upstairs, turns the light on. Ghosty boy is gone. 
and she's all like, there was a guy in here. There was a guy in here. And he like goes over and like the baby's crying. The one thing that I love about this scene, he like, so he goes over to the windowsill and he's like tapping on the windowsill and the, his whole body language is like, don't believe you, you crazy bitch. Yeah, but essentially. The baby's, the baby's crying and he does this hand movement. Like he puts his hand over the baby as if it's going to shut it up. Like he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the baby's just like, there's a fucking bloke in here that wasn't you. Where have you been? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The baby's like, um, explain yourself, dad. Explain yourself, do you call sir. That? Um, what the fuck do you call that? Dead guy out there is attacking mum and I. This fuck has been on? in my room for like a day. It, and nobody's she's, doing anything about it. The baby's just like, this is my reality. This fucking, <laughs> like, has thrown me out of my crib. This is bullshit. You two need to sort your shit out. There are bigger problems, is what the baby's saying, right? Absolutely. To be honest, so, we stand the baby. Fucking, we, stand, we stand the baby. What was I her name? Callie. We Callie. understand why Callie's crying all the time. Absolutely. She's fucking full of it. She's had enough. So anyway, they're just like, she's like, we got to get out of the house. We got to move. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, you know what? I'm going to like stop gaslighting you for a split second. We'll move house. But to me, he's only moving houses for her just to be like, yeah, whatever. I trust you, crazy bitch. Anyway, they up and move. Yeah, it, de- it definitely doesn't feel like as though he believes her. He doesn't like, believe her. He's just like, going to shut her up. Let's move house. So they move house to a bougie, bougie little situation. I'm loving it. Loving it. It's a very I think it's place. a better house than the first house. I agree. It's definitely. It's a vibe far less creepy, bit modern, bit bougie, all for her. So. Absolutely. She's she's in there. She's like, she's uh, she's in there unpacking shit with the mum. And the mum looks at this picture of like her and Josh and the kids. And she's like, I can't believe that you got him to stay still for a photo. Which is foreshadowing something. Foreshadowing. Really foreshadowing. Like, is that going to come back later on? What? It's definitely going to come back later on. We'll tell you later. <laughs> anyway. So she's like, how many of you don't have to stay still for a photo? Barity booty. Blah, 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 blah. And, um, and she's all like, no one understands what you're going through. Blah, blah, blah. And then mum's looking at her like she really understands her situation. Which is foreshadowing. We, to be honest, the mum does more than... Most of the people in this movie. The yeah. mum, we, like, the we stand the mum. She is a baddie. Yeah. She She's fucking baddie. gets it. She knows what's up. She's ready to fucking take matters in her own hands. I, she knows. She knows. She yeah. Knows. She takes in a family of fucking 17 back into her house. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's but a that's boss. that's later. That's later. That, and that is later. Absolutely. That is not but right the now. Next, the, the next thing is the thing that gets me that, again, I que- Renee, I'm questioning your life choices. So she's unpacking the house, right? She's unpacking. She's sorting her shit out. She goes to turn on this this record on a record player, a really shit piano piece. Garbage. Hated it. Anyway, playing this really trash piano piece. She goes to take out the rubbish. She's going out the side of the house. So wait, does then- she – I don't think that she turns on the tiptoe song. I no, she didn't. T- she didn't, no. right? Okay, okay, okay. No, okay, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Yeah. So she puts on this piano piece, right? She goes outside. She's going around the side of the house, taking out the rubbish. And through the window, it's a really clever shot. You watch her go out. And in the middle of watching her take the rubbish out, it like, kind of like pauses and glitches. And then that song, tip baby. Oh, I hated that Also, I'm not sure if you noticed, but I saw something I hadn't noticed in like the five previous times that I've watched this movie. When she walks past the coat racks... The boy is standing with the other coats facing the wall. 
Oh, it got me. Oh, it got me so that. bad. Shit, it got me so bad. I haven't seen that. Like, but I was the- watching it and it, he's, like, standing facing the wall and that's the first time that you see him. And I was just like, <laughs> I haven't seen that. So, well, this is what happens, right? So she's taking out the rubbish. The, the, the record switches to the tiptoe through the tulips, which if you search Oh, my God. It, such the scariest fucking song in the world. <laughs> everyone is convinced that that song's haunted, right? So they're just like, yeah, if you play that song, it's in so many horror movies because shit's crazy, okay? It's not a vibe, all right? You don't <laughs> oh, play that no. in your house unless you want to be dead, okay? Not happening. So it switches. She's like, excuse me, that's not what I just put on. I just put on some piano garbage, okay? She turns around. She looks inside, and there's like a, a mini Peaky Blinder dancing by her record player. <laughs> He's like just having a having a groove. Having a groove. He is having a groove. That is absolutely having a groove. True. Having a boogie. She's like, excuse me, who the fuck are you? With her eyeballs, walks yeah. past, and in the next frame, the kid's gone. Of course. So now course. she runs inside. <laughs> she runs inside to go find the guy because that's what I'd do. Wouldn't run down the fucking street. Run back in the house. You know. And this kid's like got this like maniacal little demon baby laugh. He yeah, he he is definitely another classic ghost terrifying child. That is Yeah. Basically point, point blank. What what happens? She goes looking for the house, blah blah, kids running around, being a creepy fuck. Uh she goes and it's just the one thing that I really like about this jump scare is like it looks like there are shoes poking out from underneath this like little cupboard curtain situation. And she goes to open it, and it's not him, and then he jumps out of the cupboard just above her. I feel like the like the creators are just like, oh, you're going to think that this is going to be the jump scare. Uh-huh. Psych. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's good jump very, scare. I agree. Very so, creative. understandably, her reaction to this, and I do think it's understandable, especially if you're of the religious variety. She invites over a priest. Do we see what this priest does for us? Absolutely not. The priest yeah. leaves as Josh comes home, <laughs> right? Like, it's been and real. Yeah, he literally, like, he just goes and we never find out what advice he offered, what he was trying to actually do. Because, you know, Renee comes in and is like, no, no, no. Not sorry, Renee. Lorraine comes in and is like, no, no, no. I've got someone better for y'all. But essentially, Josh comes home and she tries to tell him that the hauntings aren't over, essentially. She's still experiencing, if anything, a worse experience in this house than she did in the other house. But yet again, he doesn't believe her until bad bitch fucking Lorraine comes up and is like, Josh, I saw it. I experienced it. This is fucking real. And she tells them that the night before they called her saying that, you know, all this shit had happened and they were moving houses. She had dreamt that she was in the house and she went into Dalton's room and she saw something in Dalton's room that really scared her. And she asked him what he wanted. And the, the fucking scary fucker essentially pointed at Dalton and was like, I want Dalton, whatever. So what am I doing? What am I saying? Because I pointed at Dalton. Yeah. He's pointing at Dalton, but does it then cut into hearing a loud crashing in Dalton's room? No, 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 no. So this yeah, is because I think that my notes, I think okay. my notes have skipped over some shit, okay. which is why so, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, let me let me fill this in for you. Okay, so she's having this dream, right? She's like, oh, it's like, of course, in the dream, it's late at night. Can't be broad daylight, can it? Wouldn't be never. So never. she walks in. It's it's dark. She goes into Dalton's room. Dalton's having a nap. Nap. She looks in the corner. There's a fucking terrifying looking fucker in the corner, and she's like, what do you want? And he's all like, I want Dalton. Duh. Anyway. 
So it cuts back to the dining room table, right? Where they're all having a fat chat. The worst part of these entire movies, the first and second one, is this very moment. For me, this very fucking moment. And she's all like, blah, 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 this is what happens. And it's like the camera's on the mum, and it turns back to the dad, and there's a fucking demon. There's a fucking demon behind the dad, and it is horrendous. It is fucking horrendous. And then she's like, it turns back to the mum, she's shitting herself, and then all this stuff starts crashing around Dalton's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go in there. Old mate Dalton's still in a coma, but he's he's been yeeted onto the floor. Like, the whole room's a shit fire. There are bloody handprints all over the bed sheets. Like... It's yeah. a mess. Yeah, it's so I did mess. actually have a sentence here, but I just didn't read it because my handwriting is absolutely fucking trash. So there you go. Perfect. So Skylar's got us. She's keeping us on track. So then that's when Lorraine is like, I know someone who can help us. Enter our heroes. Heroes. <laughs> Honestly, our spiritual guidance. Iconic. I mean, to be honest, she doesn't come yet. Yes, she does come yet. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she does. It's, it's, it's Tucker and Specs and Elise. Motherfucking Elise. That's who it's, it is. The <laughs> the person that they decide that they're going to build a whole franchise around. Even though they do something at the end of this film that seems a bit strange if they want to build a whole franchise around her. Yeah, I know. They're a dynamic trio, I would say. And just may amazing. I note here, just because I feel like I must, Lee Wan L plays Specs. Oh, it's just so nice to see him Can on screen. You- Keep it in your pants, man. Never. Never. The day that I fuck Lee 1L will be the day that I am happy. Oh, my God. It's never going to happen. though, is it? <sighs> anyway. You could just believe in me instead of being so active. Forever. I believe in you. So, enter Specs and Tucker. They're going around the house. They're sussing out the place. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to go around with this fun little camera that looks at fucking things with colours, right? Old mate Tucker's out there taking pictures around the house, a fancy little camera that shows you ghosts. What happens? Little ghosties pop up. It's shit scary. Didn't vibe it at all. Yeah, it's like the it's the weird like like the the two girls or something in the white it's the, in the white two, dresses. Ugh, these two these chicks suck. in what like every ghost, every like scary female ghost is in a white dress, and she looks buckled and yeah. Yeah, know. it's like with the, they have like white face paint on and like dark lipsticks, and it just is that classic kind of it's spooky generally ghost shit. Horrendous. So he's backing yeah. up. He's like, "Get Elise now, Elise, the bad bitch, the queen of these of these films. She's legendary. She's iconic." She comes in. She's just like, oh, yeah, let me have a look. Let me have a look around the house, guys. We're going to have a little sus, okay? She's walking around. She's like, I'm just going to go into Dalton's room. going to hang out with your coma boy. She's all like, Specs, come over here with your with your little notepad and your pen because obviously he's going to draw what she sings, right? Yeah, I would say he's kind of her translator. He, he does most of the kind of spiritual translating when yes. she's in her kind in of her, state. Her vibe, when she's vibing, when she's in a zone, right? So she looks up into the corner in Dalton's room. She's describing some, like, a bloke with, like, a red face and, like, hoof legs. When I heard hooves' feet, it was instantly less scary. Absolutely. That's, I think, I do believe that they show too much of this demon in this movie. It's, like, it's, it's just the one thing that brings this movie down for me is as soon as, even with, like, the ghosty guy that we mentioned before that was attacking the fucking dumb baby, right? Even yeah. ghosty guy, instantly it's not scary. It's no longer scary because they don't keep enough hidden. It yeah. needs to be more it's it is it's so in your face as you get on that the movie becomes a bit 
not a joke, but it's just it's it doesn't have that much of an impact or a punch to it anymore because yeah. they've shown too much, they've exposed too much. You know, I respect it. I respect it to a degree because I think that going full ham and just going fucking mad with it, which is what they essentially do, I think that that is braver than trying to keep everything so elusive that you essentially don't have a plot to your movie anymore. Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of horror movies where like, you never see the ghost, but it's also like, (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing, like, I don't get me wrong. I really love these movies. And I think of all the horrors that we've watched, they're by far my favorite, like along with like the conjuring, they're really good movies, but I don't know if it's because like the dad's in it is really hot, but I would say it's what makes the conjuring slightly better. I think that's what makes The Conjuring slightly better than Insidious. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's what I mean. Like Insidious, it's like it's a great like, it's a great storyline. It's a great concept, and I think it's really interesting. And the way they tie the first movie and the second movie together is really really cool. Yeah. But it's just I just I just wish that not that it was just like not that it, not that I want it to be like The Conjuring where it's just like so like hidden away like all the time, but just a little bit more reserved it would have made it just that little bit creepier a little bit more it's definitely very different yeah yeah because it's so in your face by the end of it that it's just like it's not even it's not even scary like i actually laughed yeah 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 i I agree I i agree yeah so after release has you know confirmed that dalton is obviously you know very badly haunted she goes downstairs and she tries to explain to renee and josh that it's not the houses that are haunted, it's their son. That's kind of the big tagline. I remember that that was in the trailer when the movie came out. Like, that's the big moment. And yeah. she essentially explains that Dalton is a traveler, which is what she calls it. It's essentially astral projection, and he's able to go into this place, kind of middle place called the Further, which I would kind of say is purgatory. Yeah, it's it, purgatory. it gives off purgatory vibes. So that Dalton is able to, in his sleep, go into the further and interact with the ghosts and spirits that are in the further. But because he thinks he's dreaming, he has previously not been afraid of speaking or going and whatever. And now he has become lost and trapped in the further, which means that his vessel or his human body is without his soul, essentially. So his soul is trapped in the further, he's there. Because it's an empty vessel, these spirits in the further are trying to get to Dalton's body because they just want life, right? So the man spirit and so, like the female, the women spirits, whatever, those kind of spirits with the white makeup and everything, they are just normal kind of malicious ghost parasite things that want to latch on to Dalton's body to live. Where there's what the red faced demon man is, is he's actually trying to take over Dalton's body just to create pain because he is, I don't know if she says demon, but it's like, he is next level bad guy. He's like the daddy of the baddies, you know, <laughs> like he's, he's next yeah. level. And he's, he's getting closer and closer with like every day that Dalton's not with his body, his connection to his own body gets weaker and this spirit gets closer to inhabiting his body. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's, that's the gist of it, right? <laughs> So she does, and in this explanation, she does say the title of the film. She says that the demon has a more insidious agenda. And I was like, I always always love those parts in movies where where they say the title of the flick and it's like, I know what you're doing here. I see. But it's also good because I didn't know what insidious meant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Sticking around. He's really, he's really, 
You've gotten those roots in there, you know. Oh, but, did, did, uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, but obviously Josh doesn't believe them. And, like, yeah, obviously, the fucking house. Naturally, because um, Josh is, like, um, uh, Josh is, like, a gaslighting prick. So he's, like, get the fuck out of my house, Elise, you boss bitch. Hate you. Fuck out of here. And she's just, like, no, I understand. Uh, good luck. And it's, like, dude, <laughs> if all this was happening, I would not be kicking that woman out of my fucking house. I'd be, like, please stay. Fix my yeah. son. Or I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to throw him in the bin. I'm gonna throw yeah. him in the bin in the middle of the Yeah, to be Sorry. honest, Sorry. yeah, it's like if the if the ghost is haunting Dalton, then there's a clear solution here. It's just like <laughs> we get rid of go- go- Dalton, we get I- rid of the, the haunting, you know. <laughs> I could go through all of this pain and, and terrifying suffering, or I could just throw the kid out, make another one. You've got two extra. <laughs> is that not enough? Do you need three? You look True. like you've got your hands you know, full. Yeah, three. Renee did seem two. overwhelmed. Yeah, she see maybe she would be happier with just the two. Yeah, you exactly. can tell we're not parents. You can tell we're not parents. Um. <laughs> so all of this happens, right? So they're just like, Barbity Boopy, your son's a traveller. He likes to go off into fucking purgatory and hang out with dead people. He's not scared. He thinks he's dreaming. That's where we're at. We're all up to date. Delicious. What Excellent. happens next? So, go. <laughs> you look like you're ready to jump into it. Let's do it. Well, I mean, I mean, look, okay. So she's just, this is the bit where she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit weird. It's oh, wait, wait, wait. you're skipping apart, you're skipping apart, you're skipping apart, you're skipping apart, right? Oh, so, yeah, so that night, Josh is tucking in Dalton, right? Oh, because yeah. Josh still doesn't believe them. Josh is tucking, Josh is tucking in Dalton, and then he sees they have this, like, cork board that Dalton put up his drawings on. This shit gives, this shit gave me goosebumps, dude. I don't yeah. know why, but it fucking got me. So essentially, he's one of the Dalton's drawings kind of falls to the floor and he sees that it's the red kind of face. Like, it obviously, if it was just a child drawing, you wouldn't really think too much about it. But it's kind of like a red circle with two black dots. And then you see it pans over and you see um, a sketch of a red door, which we haven't seen yet, but we'll come back later. <laughs> um, and we'll then. Get to that. And then you see a drawing that was previously referenced by the dad. He was like, oh, you're a superhero, whatever. But it's Dalton with a cape and he's like flying. And on the bottom, he's written, last night I watched myself sleep and then I flew away. (laughs) (laughs) That shit. God, I don't know why. I don't know what. I have goosebumps right now fucking talking. Like, I don't know what it is. It's creepy, dude. It's fucking creepy. fucking creepy. And so that's kind of the moment that Josh accepts what's happening and decides to believe his wife essentially and thus elise comes took, back and skylar take it away took his fucking time to get on board with the whole situation but yeah anyway <laughs> so elise comes back right and she's like this is a bit unorthodox but it's gonna be a vibe you know stop stressing you look worried anyway so she comes in and she's got this like weird gas mask Chernobyl it is situation. the most dramatic thing I've ever seen in my life like it's she like you don't need me- to be that extra what's it's up really with the unnecessary mask? what's up with the mask why like, can't you just talk to specs instead of having like a mask with a tube attached to headphones that are on his head exactly Stupid. that's that's the thing is that the function is just purely for, for specs to hear it in his headphones what she's saying but for I some mean, reason they connect out this like pipe. external it like it blocks out like external noises and i i mean i kind of get it but it's fucking stupid it's so intense dude it's like oh my god it's full it's full-blown chernobyl 1986 is what it is anyway yeah so we're chilling out she's got this weird gas mask situation on 
uh, Spectre's next to her. He's got his piece of paper. As we all know, he's there as her, like, kind of translator, right? Yeah. So he's just, like, writing out whatever responses she's getting. So she's in her zone. She's vibing. She's vibing. She's talking to the ghosties. She gets in contact with Dalton. Dalton's all like, it's fucking dark. Can't see shit. She's like, <laughs> where, the, where the fuck you were? Where are you? What, what's the deal? What are you doing? And he's all like, shut the fuck up. They're going to hear he's you. He's going to hear you. Yeah. He's going to hear you, right? Which you would and think that Elise like, would know at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like you're really getting the boy in a bit of trouble here by being so fucking loud. Anyway, she's like, excuse me, where you at? Come hang out. Let's let's be let's be friends. You know what I mean? Just follow my voice. Come home. And he's like, no, they can hear you. And it gets to a point where she is like this annoying back and forth. And then he's just like, doesn't he say like, oh, like they like he he's heard you or he can? Yeah, hear yeah, you? yeah. It's like he's it's like, like there's a moment where he's like he's heard you, blah, blah, blah. and yeah. it's like it's like a moment, and then yeah. it switches over. And it's clearly not Dalton. Yeah. It's not the oh, this is the thing. Dalton's just he's just like, oh, who's he? Or like or something like that. Like, who is he? And Dalton says, the man with fire on his face. Yeah. That made me want to bath. Disgusting. (laughs) So creepy. So anyway, it turns to this it's obviously this like change that she's like, she's it's no longer Dalton. Dalton's been fucked up. The demon's over, and he's just like calling her all sorts of fun names he's essentially swearing a lot (laughs) explicit language i don't think this podcast is is rated r but go watch the movie anyway so he's just like going off at poor elise elise gets cooked they have all these like lights flashing which i can't remember the purpose i'm pretty sure that those were like motion cameras that was my assumption that's what steph asked me that question as well and i was like i'm pretty sure that they're just motion cameras cute so there's like obviously ghosties everywhere disgusting mm. um and then elise gets like knocked out and then out of nowhere they look over at dalton's bed dalton's not in his bed anymore where's Ugh. dalton right between his parents <laughs> he puts his hand on the table and everyone is yeeted around the room <laughs> beats thing. everybody up <laughs> it's like it's like a little kid is slapping around old people it's iconic it's hilarious love it it's really funny but these are the bits of the movie where i'm just like it's not scary anymore there's a little kid throwing people around it's not scary it's not scary it's not scary okay it's not scary anyway then like old mate ghosty guy comes over attacks the mom and the dad blah, yeah blah, so blah. this is it's, this it's is all... like the man essentially a whole bunch of of go like when he said like they'll hear you they heard elise so elise speaking to dalton through the further has attracted like every spirit that we've seen so far in the movie is now in this room and specifically the man ghost is attacking the mum because that's apparently just what he does he's just like <laughs> she's kind of hot so i'm gonna slap her about a little bit yeah and then elise is like she grabs hold of, of dalton and it's like, get out or something. What did she say? She said, she, yeah. Uh, she Leave this body. Yeah. She's, she's just like, go back to hell or something like that. She says she's that a bit a of a drama times. queen. Bit she's intense. Queen. But, she, you know, she also has to deal with intense shit, you know, intense people, intense situations. I so somehow her screaming in, in Dalton's face manages to get the, the demons like, oh, bad breath or something and goes back to the further. And so Dalton collapses and everything calms down. So her screaming in his face works, right? Yes. Yeah. 
So then they go back to look at the footage of when they are doing the set. I'll, yeah. I'll call it a seance because that's kind of what it feels like. And Tucker and Specs can clearly she see that. She calls it a session. Session. Yeah. A session. A session. Um, so um, Specs and Tucker can clearly see in the video that directly behind Dalton's body is the demon controlling him. So, like, it's just confirming that that was obviously not Dalton. That was the demon. That was 100%. Otherwise, Dalton's having a tantrum. And now we go into how Josh's mum knows Elise, how Josh somehow is connected to this whole scenario. So he essentially, when he was a kid, he was also a traveller and he was being followed by this old bride woman, right? This, this old woman in a black bride's costume. And he, was, he said that she was his friend or she said that he was her friend or whatever. And then every time that the mum would take a picture of Josh, you could see this old woman getting closer and closer and closer to him. So it was obviously a similar situation. So she managed to get a hold of Elise through a character that will come up later called Carl. Um, she managed to get a hold of Elise and Elise erased Josh's memory and suppressed his gift of traveling so that he would be safe from this old woman. Which is, I just, I'm, yeah, it's not a fucking vibe. Straight up, absolutely not. I'm sorry, it's just, just that scene in the movie where you're, like, going through all the pictures and she's just, like, getting closer and closer. Absolutely yeah. not. I agree. But she, she's, always, she's, a, she's a character that ties into the, into the second movie. Yes, she Obviously. is, yeah. So this, this is all kind of to preface that. The way to bring Dalton back is for Josh to go into the further and and get him out, essentially. And so have a generally really good time. Yeah, just super excited to just to just jump in. So Elise hypnotizes Dalton. Not Dalton. Elise hypnotizes Josh. Elise yeah. hypnotizes Josh, the dad. Um and he wakes up in the further. There's there's literally no more to it. The one <laughs> thing that I really love about that is like she's like talking like it's it's obviously she's talking to his body and everyone that's in the room that's watching it blah blah blah. But then you realize that when he's gone into the further, she kind of tilts her head and it's really yeah. like you know that you know that she can see where his spirit is where no one oh. else can. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And she's just that like, was into cool. The further into the further you go, it's like oh, yeah. But like yeah. he just he goes off and he's just looking around trying to find people in this like pitch black fucking joint then he goes into his it's like he finds this like old house that he'd moved out of yeah it's his younger his younger self guides him there yeah yeah it's like the younger josh points in that kind of a lot of people point in these movies yeah yeah he goes into the house so he's off, he's in the he's in the pitch black, he's off into the further, he bumps into a little boy and you're like, Hey, that be you as a little guy and he's just like, Where the fuck do I go? Points at this house. Goes off into the house. For me, the scariest part of this movie is this bit for me. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, like yeah. it's so like in your it's it is in your face and I know that I'm saying like the more it's in your face the less scary it is. But for me it's just fucking creepy like yeah this is in. this is good in your face this is like you know that scary shit's gonna happen so it's never going yeah. to be subtle but yeah. this is like the part like yeah this part gets me as well like this is the most kind of 
textbook horror movie part of the movie, I would say. It's it's just, yeah, so he goes into the house and he's, like, he's he, he walks in and then, like, there's, like, a bride, like, a ghost woman walks past him and goes up the stairs. Meanwhile, Ugh. Elise, prior to this, has been, like, hey... You know, be subtle. If they know that you're not dead, if you know, if they know that you're not one of them, they'll go after you. He goes into this house and he's like, "Where's my son?" Yeah. Like, at least pretend to be a ghost. At least Absolutely. pretend to be dead. Yeah, you know I, agree. I, mean? look I agree. Look at look at you in comparison to the fuckers in this house. Fucking fake it. Yeah, you should scary. have a fake smile on the entire time. It's it's just like at least like at least you know like put in some effort into looking remotely like a dead person. Anyway, absolutely walks in like this freaky bride chick walks past him up the stairs. It's fucked. Not a vibe. And he walks. He's like he's like trying to look around for his son and blah blah blah. Walks downstairs. And there's like a family, you know, he hears whistling and he goes downstairs and there's like a family oh. of like three. So there's like a mum and there's like a dad and a daughter sitting on the couch and the dad's whistling and then this woman who looks like a dude in man's in a man's makeup. So I actually have a theory about this. Because I think is that the bride? I think it's the bride. I think, I think it that, looks yeah. exactly like the bride. I think so, that it's the bride for like has been following Josh and is trying to follow Josh without him realizing it's it's that's what I it's think. them. Yeah. So, oh my god, yes, we're on the same page. So I said that's that what I think. She was like, oh really? Yes. No, no, no. So that's that's the first thing when I saw this movie, I was like, that has to be it looks exactly like it anyway. Right? So there's, like the, there's like a dad and a daughter, they're sitting on the couch, the dad's whistling as fuck, the mum's standing there ironing, but it's it's clearly a dude, like dressed as a woman. But I think that it's like this. It it looks like the bride, this scary fucking bride dude that's been haunting him since he was a kid. The one that has been trying to get closer and closer to him. In closer and closer, yeah. It's the same thing. So when you see this, and you go watch the movie, you're gonna go, "Holy fuck, is that like the bride, but like dressed up as like a creepy fifties mum?" Anyway, he goes into this. Uh, he goes into the dining room. There's this other woman. She's got a shotgun, and he's like, "Where's my fucking son?" Blah blah blah. Again, being very subtle. Being dumb. Exactly yeah. what Elise told him to do. Yeah. Um, being like, "Where's my fucking son, please?" And then she disappears. And then he hears three gunshots. Goes into the lounge room. The three people that were just in the lounge before: creepy mum, creepy dad, whistling dad, and the daughter are all shot dead on the couch. Chick with a shotgun is standing there with a big old grin on the face. Fuck that scene. Yeah. Fuck that scene. I was like, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then not. he goes, he goes towards the staircase, and when he turns around, they're all like, right fucking there. Oh. Yeah. So he goes towards the staircase, yeah, and then they're all there, so. It, hate that. It's just, you just need to go watch the first and second movie, and then you guys can tell us if you think that that creepy ass mum was the, was the bride. Because I, I, really I it has think to it be. was. I think so. It has to be. And the fact so, that we both thought that separately, I think. Yeah. I think we could be right. So he goes upstairs and we see the red door that we kind of first saw in Dalton's drawings, I suppose. Yeah. And so he's about to go through the red door. Man ghost appears and they fight for a little bit. It's kind of, it's kind of a little useless of a scene to be fair, but he's like about to be overpowered by the man ghost. And then Elise like we switch to the real world and we can see that his body is like vibrating and, and is like, Oh my God, he's going to jolting around. He's jolting around. And then Elise is like, remember you're alive. So you're stronger than them. 
And that's, you know, he hears it in the further. And so he, it's like one of those classic, like about to lose the fight manages to get some sort of last bout of strength type yeah. situation. Like it's, it's, it's very useless, classic. It's, it's a, a useless scene. scene. Anyway, so he goes through into what looks like a demon's sex dungeon. Um, <laughs> and he uh, sees his son and his son's crying. This is the scene that I actually cried laughing. Yeah, this is not, this is not scary. I don't understand, I I don't understand what... Where they were going with this. They were trying to do with this specific, like, Dalton's chained up. They, like, you, he's like, shh, like, he'll hear you, whatever. But Josh is trying to get him out of the chains. And then you kind of see and cut to the demon, but he's like... Making smiling. a mask No, he's, he's smiling. He's smiling. He's like long demon nails listening That's to tiptoe right. through the tulips. Yeah. And it's the most... It, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of The Grinch, where he can't find yeah, an outfit to wear. Yeah, it's yeah. so tragic. And, and like, there's a bunch oh. of like puppets randomly. And it's just like, it's a bit of a random... It's a random thing because past this moment, once kind of like he... Obviously he hears them. And so like you turn around and instead of filing his nails, he'll like up against the, the, the thing. Class. Which would be scary if he then didn't go like... Ah, or whatever he does. And it's like he like... He just he literally like licks his like little like snake tongue at them. It's, yeah. Like, it's kind of kinky. It's funny. It's not, yeah. it's not scary. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's too... It's too in your face. It's just, yeah. it's and then it, it doesn't help that like an all out brawl starts between the, the demon and, and the dad. Like, it's just, there's no, like the demon is very physical in that moment. It's like, he is there. The most that he does is be stronger than Josh. There's, there's nothing that scary about him. He has hooves. It's like, yeah, he like it's... becomes scary again a bit later, like when he's on the wall and all that kind of stuff. But like in this moment, Josh manages to overpower him. They get away. They run back into the further. They get like a little bit lost or whatever. All these ghosts, like these ghosts, try to attack them, and then the mums just like Renee is calling back, like follow my voice, Josh, follow it. And then they like go back and eventually get back there. The one thing, so this is the one thing that fucks me off. So they get back into the house where they've entered, where he's entered this like little. Uh, like hypnosis kind of trance, and he's sitting there on the chair, blah blah. blah. And they've got they're to get still, back yeah, to they're still in the further, but they've that like they've exited the like in my mind. The further is that big black space, and yeah. then the houses like they're still in the further. They're in their current house in the further, but they're but they're in their current house. Like it's just a bit yeah. random. It's it's very weird, but that's what I mean. So the, they get back into the house that their that their physical bodies are currently in. So the yeah. physical body that like Dalton's coma body's in, that Josh's body's in like his little like hip, hip, hypnosis kind of situation. He's like, okay, you got to get back to your body. The, the one thing, if you don't get back to your body, these ghosts are gonna take over your body fucking Dalton's on the game. He's off, right? He's like, yeah, yeah fuck that noise. I'm out of yeah. here. But he runs into the demon, obviously. I love the whole, like, in every horror movie, there's always, like, a foot grab from under the bed situation. From under the bed, yeah. Dalton but there was, like, that, they kind of did a good job of making it, like, in those moments, it was slightly scary again. Like It's when not you so see, in your face. Yeah, it's like you see him under the bed and then he's, like, on the wall and you're like, oh, my God, Dalton. Yeah, he, but, like, climbs up the side so, of the wall. 
like it's almost like a cop-out excuse in that scene when they get into the house all of a sudden josh is like winded and it's like you go ahead without me or whatever for no reason like that literally no reason there's no reason for it at all and so he like dalton runs off to find his body but josh just fucking stays in the kitchen. The thing is, is, so he runs, so he looks, goes into, like, this, like, wherever there's a mirror. And the thing that fucks me off is, like, he's been told, get back to your body ASAP. He sees this bride fucking bitch in the mirror, right? And he's just, like, screaming, like, leave me alone, leave me alone. Stop. He says it so many times. It's like, dude, stop fucking staring at the fucking bride chick in the mirror. Get yeah. back to your body. You know what I yeah. mean? And so Dalton's made it back to his body. Hurrah, we're all happy, blub bubbity fucking. We kind of, yeah, they kind of do it in a way where it's like a POV shot. So you don't actually see Dalton or Josh get back to their bodies. You just see the camera kind of do that like movie thing yeah. into their bodies. And then they wake up and everyone's like, oh my god, yes, they're back. Yes, queen. Like, woo, like, <laughs> yes, Elise. It's like, beautiful. It's gorgeous. But- that's what I mean. So Dalton gets back to his body. Happy days. Fucking old mate gets back to his body after having a bitch. Happy days. They're all celebrating. Dalton's eating pasta like a fat fuck saying he's tired. He doesn't look to be tired. He's been asleep for months. Perk up. The dad, he's all like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's talking to Elise. Elise like, he's like looking at those photos of like the bride woman like getting closer to him. And he's like, yeah, you show me a different world. Blah, blah, blah. And Elise is all like, you've been to the world before. Blah, blah, blah. They hand, he hands the pictures of him as a kid back to Elise. She immediately shits bricks. She's like, excuse me, what? She grabs the, she grabs his camera, immediately takes a picture of him. He cracks the shits, strangles her to death. Yeah. Spoiler. It's because, it's because his nails are, are dirty. Like they, his, 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 no, it's his hand, it's his, his hand, hands. it's not his hand. It's yeah. not his hand at all. It's, it's like the they're, bride's hand. they're like the bride's hand. So she sees that and she takes the picture to try and see like, if he is actually possessed. And then, because he obviously in that moment realises that Elise is onto him, that he strangles her to death. And we see Renee discovers Elise's body and picks up the picture that Elise took, which shows the bride in front of... Which shows the bride instead of Josh, essentially. And she kind of has this moment of, like... (gasps) And then that's... The movie... The first film ends with someone grabbing Elise on her, sorry, Renee on her shoulder and being like, Renee, and it's Josh's voice. And that's when the first movie finishes. And then we go straight into the second film. (laughs) And then we go into the next one. Yeah. So this is kind of the reason why we decided to do them both in one episode is because the story kind of does roll into one. It's It's all one big story, if that makes sense. So... We pick up in the in the first scene of the second film, we pick up in 1986 at the Lambert residence. And one of the weirdest decisions I've ever seen in my life in this moment, Lorraine has invited Elise to come over because Carl is there and they're like, oh, my God, Josh is having like there's something weird going on with Josh. So they invite Elise over to try and help them out. They have a young actress playing Elise, but they have dubbed over the young Elise with the old actress Elise's voice. It I is understand so it. weird. It is it's so like, weird. In what world is like, you know, my voice isn't going to sound like this when I'm like 60 or 70. I don't imagine. You know it's what I mean? fucking so wild. Like, I think it's because like the voice that Elise has as an older actress is quite distinctive, but it's not like as though it's, 
It's a, it's still it's it not like it doesn't sound like a young person's voice. No, it just looks it doesn't make sense. Looks so fucking weird. Yeah. So Elise has essentially been called by her friend Carl to help Josh as, you know, the whole spiel about what he's been dealing with. He's had night terrors. The old ghost woman is is trying to, like, you know, get into his body. So they interview Josh and he says he doesn't like his room, much like with Dalton's situation. And actually, it's exactly the same as Dalton's. Yeah. What Dalton exactly says. Same thing. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Elise hypnotizes him like she did in the first film to try and get him... I suppose not into the further, but to kind of say what he sees when he's in the further, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're recording this. They're filming him. They're filming him do it. And he's yeah. just like, blah, blah, blah. They play a game of like hot and cold. Yes. And she like walks around the house and she's yeah. just like basically say hot, like hot or cold. Like if I'm like getting near someone or, or something. Yeah. They're trying to find where the old woman is essentially yeah is chilling out so he's like she's like walking around the house blah 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 and she goes up into his bedroom look under his bed like gets towards like his cupboard and he's just like yeah you're getting really toasty it's really warm in there (laughs) and he's just like please get out of there and she like opens up the cupboard and it's just a bunch of clothes and she goes to like open like look between the clothes she's not there and she's just like, but it's like obvious that she's seeing something. She's just like, what do you want? And she has to put her hand in the fucking cupboard like anyone would. And she has a big old gash. And she runs down the stairs and she's like, that's not just anything. It's a fucking parasite. I think, yeah, I think it's an effective son. scene. I think it's an effective scene. But I do think that, like, the concept of playing hot and cold when he could just tell them is a bit yeah. weird. It's, it's like, like she's in the cupboard. Just say she's in the cupboard, literally. Like, it makes it, it doesn't make any sense. But I think it's kind of like that clapping game in The Conjuring where it just adds to the spook spook. And I appreciate the spook spook. So, a clapping know. game's fucked, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll do The Conjuring at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she essentially gets freaked out. She's like, this isn't just a spirit, it's a parasite. It wants to take over Josh's body, blah, blah, blah. And so they kind of. So. I suppose this isn't going to make sense right now, but whilst Renee and Elise are talking about, not Renee, sorry, Lorraine and Elise are talking about what's happening with Josh, Josh stands up and says to an unseen presence, I'll show you, and points towards a door in the kitchen, which opens on its own. That's kind of the moment that Elise and Lorraine are like, shit, we need to do something. Like, let's fucking trigger this shit. And so Elise decides to erase his memories and suppress his ability so he doesn't you know astral project anymore opening credits violins <laughs> angry angry violins obviously would it be an insidious fluke without the angry violins no yeah it wouldn't no it wouldn't and we zoom into a pretty cool shot like i thought this was very cool set design or whatever it was but essentially renee is being interrogated by the police surrounding elisa's death asking if she thinks that Josh is capable of killing, blah, blah, blah. Like, and she has, in a very strange move, she has told the police about the ghosts and the further and everything that she thought was happening, which I think is a bit odd because... Like, they're going to believe that. They're not going to believe it, exactly. So it just seems weird that she, like, told the truth in that moment. But the cool shot is that they start from, like, super far away from Renee and the police officer and everything around them is black and it's, like only the room 
of the police thing is like lit up and then they zoom in slowly and it's kind of like the further is like out like it's just it's very cool watch it and you'll know what i mean but so he asks her what happened what happened once your son woke up and we get a ridiculous jump scare with the damn violins on Elise's dead face. Like her face is like, yeah. Ah! It's like, She's like, I've just been strangled to death. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and it goes back Fuck. to continuing that scene in that moment with, you know, Renee finding the picture and Josh tapping her on the shoulder. And then he does some very bad acting of being sad that Elise is dead. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, oh no, that's really upsetting. Oh no, oh no. Yeah, you know, and like Phoebe it, from Friends. Oh no. Um. Yeah, oh, and no. so she kind of just keep like she's that for some reason she's like vouching for Josh. She doesn't think that Josh killed her. I don't know. I just, you know, I'm it just sorry. seems if, a bit. Like, if that happened, I would absolutely throw Luke under the bus. I'd be like, bye. I'm killing myself. Man, you're fucking possessed. Goodbye. Like, for the first third of this film, she doesn't believe that Josh is possessed. And I just find it weird because, like. Dude, I'm sorry. There are so many things that happen. That, it's pretty that obvious. Like, How do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, so the, the next bit, I can't even remember the next bit from that. I literally watched this today. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. But I kind of question, like, why the old woman in the first place would be pretending to be Josh. Like, if all that she wanted was to be alive, why would she continue to pretend to just, like, be... Like, it just... See, it's just... Wait, I don't understand why. If you just wanted to go, like, live your life, wouldn't you be like, thanks for the body, I'm going to divorce you and live Exactly. That's kind of what you would no, think. Like, you would think you would stick just to leave. My guns. Yeah, it's just random. Thing. When we so, get into it. It'll explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of twisty turnies that are going to happen. This this movie is all about the twisty turnies. So we kind of, you know, the police continue investigating her and they, um, interrogating her and they essentially say, like, we're going to call you with the results of the fingerprinting and the hand printing, you know, that's yeah. from the marks that are around Elise's neck. And if we'll tell you if they match Josh's. So that comes back later. But we switch to that night and Elise and Renee is kind of just walking around and she goes to the piano room because she hears someone playing the piano. But when she gets there, nobody's playing the piano. And where am I? And it shows that I was going to... Remember okay. playing the piano? And she goes yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. My writing is so bad. <laughs> so I she, can't see a thing. Uh, she just essentially, so it kind of happened. The reason why I'm like, mm, what happened is because it happens a couple of times. So the first time she hears the piano playing. So she goes into the piano room and she thinks that it's an old radio that's playing piano music, but it's actually not. So she turns that off. She goes upstairs to check on the baby and then she hears the piano playing again. So she goes back downstairs. The piano is still not playing. And then she hears over the baby monitor, she hears fucking like screaming or something and like don't you dare or whatever that it is and she runs upstairs and the baby is now outside of the crib and on the floor for some reason and she's like what the fuck like this is wild the baby was in the crib and now it's on the floor like what um again that baby's having a fucking tough time the baby is being haunted as fuck for literally no reason the baby's like this is my reality you people aren't doing enough pull your finger out yeah yeah and so she's saying 
she tries to tell Josh, who is obviously Demon Josh, and he now, for, for reasons we understand, gaslights her into being like, you know, no, this isn't still happening. We're just stressed. We're just dealing with the after effects. Like, this, it's, it's not a thing. This is not happening. But he ob- is obviously saying that because he doesn't want her to catch on to the fact that Josh is not in Josh's body. <laughs> and so we cut to Tucker and Speck. Specs. They are going into Elisa's house after, obviously, she has just passed away. So as they're at the house, the door to her reading room opens on its own, like as though she wants them to go downstairs. And they make the comment of like, oh, my God, her reading room is never unlocked, blah, blah, blah. So they go downstairs and they're snooping around and they find a box of tapes, one of which is labeled Josh 1986. And they put the tape in the thing and they watch and they specifically watch the part where Josh stands up and is like, I'll show you. And then the kitchen door opens on its own. And so they kind of continuously, you know, watch that for a bit. And I suppose we cut away from that, I guess, at this point. But also I want to flag Hunter Ninja Bear. Very strange. I don't understand. <laughs> Hunter Ninja Bear. I fucking like that. I'm, I'm gonna like start doing. That oh, wait, thing. are we gonna start? Are we gonna start using that? I so, think it's funny. Here, okay. So from there, we they're watching that clip. Whatever. We don't get to see kind of what they see, but but we we cut away to Renee, Josh's mum, who I've been texted by my sister. She wants to borrow my laptop. So, (laughs) your face right now. So we cut to Renee, Josh's mum. She is tucking Dalton in bed and he's kind of like half asleep-ish. And he says to her, who's that behind you? He says, grandmother, someone behind you. And she's all like, "Um, pardon, you little fuck. What What are you talking about? And he's all like, yeah, there's full of bitch behind you. No, no joke. It's happening. She turns around. There's no one there. She goes outside. Oh, God. And she's like walking around. Obviously. The loudest fucking baby carrier ever thing. Like that toy is ridiculous. Oh, dude. It's disgusting. There's like a really, really feral, horrible baby toy that like they put the baby in. It runs around in it. And it's just really loud. She's like going downstairs and like she's looking around and that goes off and blah, blah, blah. Then she goes back upstairs and like she looks. Does she check on Dolphin? So she, so essentially what happens is that we see a woman in white, right? That is like. That's right by the doorway. That's right, oh, yeah. Oh, she's like, yeah. Yeah, so she's right by the doorway and then she's downstairs and she sees the woman in white walk past, walk through her hallway. Yeah, it walks past in the kitchen. And she, much like Renee in the first one, she's like, Renee? As though that's fucking, like, Renee. Like, it's not Renee. When have we ever seen Renee Renee wear a white dress? What's Renee doing in a floor-length white fucking gown with long sleeves? Honestly. What's she doing in that? She's not doing anything in that. That's not Renee. Yeah. And so then she goes upstairs and she's, like, washing her face in the bathroom, as people always do when they think they've seen something, but they haven't. And she sees the woman in the bathroom mirror directly behind her and she's like oh my god and she tries to and she closes the door because she's like holy shit that's so spooky 
And then she opens the door again and it's Josh standing directly behind there. And she and Josh like scares her. And so she's like, oh, my God, Josh, it's happening again. It's happening again. And Josh, you know, demon Josh is like, no, because if it was happening again, then that would scare my family, wouldn't it? It would scare my family. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And this is the moment where Lorraine is a fucking boss bitch because she's like, yeah, yeah, Josh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But is he right? No. And so she fucks off to go and discover what's going on. She's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. She's like, yeah, I'm not fucking with this anymore. I'm sick of your shit. Josh, if that isn't, if that's even if your name. If that is your name. If that's even your fucking name, Josh. But we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to Lorraine in a moment. Right now, Dalton, right. We switch to a scene the next morning of Dalton telling Renee, his mum, about his perspective of what happened the night before with his grandma. <laughs> and it's fucking spooky. So he's saying that he had a bad dream, right? Yeah. So he's like, I had a bad dream. And she's like, oh my God, no. And so we see the whole thing where he's like, there's someone standing behind you. But this time we switch back and the woman in white is just like at the fucking, she's like, right. She's in the like, doorway. In the she's doorway. Like, in the fucking doorway fucking creepy and then he kind of like he freaks himself out so he tries to wake himself up and then when he does wake himself up he goes into the corridor and he sees josh speaking to himself like really like aggressively and so he's like he's saying like josh is saying by the way like you need to get out you need to leave you need to leave which it's to me it's an obvious hint like if ghosty ladies and josh's real body that's the real josh's soul trying to get back so that's his actual dad that he's seeing so i actually what i think what i think personally is that the entire film and we'll get into this because this is kind of like a bit of a spoilery but the entire film the bride is trying to get the woman ghost out of the house he doesn't want to kill the family He doesn't want to, you know, do those kinds of things. He does. Like, he does. Once he's in the mode, he's like, yes, I am going to kill you. But he wants to live as Josh. That's his, like, bona fide goal is to live as Josh and take over his life. But the mum, or sorry, spoiler, but the mum ghost, right? The the, the woman ghost in the white dress is telling him. The woman in white is the bride's mum. Yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get the into bride, it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that. It's it's a whole thing, but we'll it's get into it. It's a whole thing. She is but... the one who is continuously trying to tell Josh to kill the family. And so yeah. that is the ghost of the bride telling her, like, back the fuck off. Like, you need to leave. I don't think that there's ever a moment where Josh is in his own body. No, 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 no. So, you know, when he, so in, when Josh, like, when the, when the son Dalton goes off, when he's like in his like little world, his dream world, where he's like going off to follow. You think that he was in? On. You think he was still sleeping, and that that I was. I thought he was still. It looked like he was still sleeping, because mm. he didn't jump back into his body when all those ghosts tried to grab him. When he jumped back into his body. Yeah. You know that I mean, happened after he saw his dad. So for me, in my head, when the dad is like talking in the mirror, like you've got to leave, you've got to leave. I thought that was actual Josh, Josh's spirit talking to, like, the skinny bride chick going, hey, get the fuck out of my body. And then he turns and, like, Dalton's hiding behind the wall. You know what I mean? Because it looks like he's still in that dream state because then Dalton goes to run back into his body and those ghosts try to grab him and he jumps back into his body and wakes up. Interesting. 
don't know. know. Like, I didn't take that as the. I didn't take. I didn't think that that Josh when he's like talking like you need to get the fuck out. I didn't think that that was the the bride. I thought that that was actually Josh talking to the bride. Interesting. I don't think so, but we can agree to disagree. That's okay. I want to look. I need. I need to like rewatch the movie again. And the big thing that kind of comes out of that scene is that he asks Renee, "What's wrong with Daddy?" <laughs> And that is just yeah. kind of all of this is kind of building up the case of Renee being like, fuck, there is something wrong with him. Like, there's something that's off there here. There is indeed something wrong with Daddy. Yeah. So. Yeah. So now we go back to Josh's mum and we find out that she can't be so easily gaslit. She knows what she saw. And so she has gone to Specs and Tucker um, to tell them that essentially the happenings are still happening and they take her back to Elisa's reading room where they show her that they have enhanced the image from that tape of Josh back in 1986 and you can clearly see that the person that young Josh is directing and talking to is older Josh oh, oh my god this is the big reveal moment what is Josh not still in his body Holy shit. Excuse me, maybe fucking not. How is it possible? We don't know, Lorraine. Let's find out. So doesn't Lorraine go on an adventure to like an old ICU? She does. She does. She She does. She does, but first we have the scene of of funness. This is a fun a fun little scene. So the detective calls Renee and says like the the fingerprints do not match your husband. He is cleared of, of any suspect activity whatever the fuck um and so as she's on the phone she sees the woman in white walk past again very spooky she either she yes. sees or we see the woman in white but like either no, way so she's no so she's on the phone she's walking down the hallway and in the first frame you see the woman in white sitting on the chair and yes there's a yeah. wall and then you see in the next doorway she's gone yeah, yeah, yeah. So the woman in white is essentially, yeah. And so then she kind of gets off the phone. She's in the living room. She turns around. The woman in white is sitting on the couch and is singing the spookiest fucking version of Row, Row, Row Your Boat I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah, and, and then she disappears, right? So the song continues over the baby monitor, right? The Row, Row, Row Your Boat. She can hear the song continuing over the baby monitor. And she runs up to the nursery only for the door to slam in her face and you can hear that the woman is like speaking to the baby until she screams, don't you dare. And then you hear it like a slap sound. And then so Renee is obviously trying to bang down the door. And when she opens the door and then when she opens the door, there's nothing. The baby has disappeared. There's no baby anymore. Right. The baby I, missing. I genuinely took like after this point, I think we see the baby once and then it's gone. But anyway. I digress. So then she runs downstairs where the woman appears, screams again, don't you dare, and slaps her in the face, knocking Renee unconscious. So that was a fun scene. Yeah, that whole entire scene is disgusting. It's really horrible. So, yeah, we call we go back to um, Lorraine and she has called Carl, who is our replacement Elise for this film. Elise is still in the movie, but, like, he's kind of the, the living psychic that we still have to work with. Um, and he was also in the starting scene in 1986. He was there as well because he was a good close personal friend of Elisa's. I reckon that they fucking, but anyway, that's separate. Um, I reckon they fucking. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So they ask him to help them contact Elise. 
So they're going to try and get in contact with Elise to try and help them get to Josh or, or figure out what to do, essentially. So the way that Carl speaks to spirits is he uses these dice and they all have a bunch of letters on them. And when he rolls them, you have to try and find the word to the answer, which is the answer to the question that you've asked, essentially. So they take, where am I? Oh no, I've lost my place. Well, they roll a dice, don't they? And they're just like, oh, they're trying to find Elise. And then they supposedly find Elise. And yeah. she leads them to this place. And it's like our our mother of angels or something. And it's supposed to be a hospital yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Mummy, yeah, Mummy Lambert, right. where Lorraine Lambert was working as a doctor. So she's like, yeah, I know that place. I used to fucking work there. So mm. they go to this joint, right? And they're just like, yeah, Which is abandoned device. because it there's a million like a del- fucking abandoned buildings. Definitely not real estate being the most important thing in the world when it comes to capitalism. Like, they yeah. could have made so much money off of the real estate that that fucking abandoned hospital lives on, but no. But we all know that you don't really want to live in an abandoned hospital so much bad, Juju. Anyway, <laughs> they, go, they go looking around. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to look around this abandoned fucking hospital. I love that. Absolutely sexy. Very delicious. Um, they're like, they're, they're getting around and they're just like, yeah, this is whack. Isn't this where she tells the story about... Yeah, so Carl essentially, yeah, Carl gets the vibe that they need to go into the ICU. And so Renee, um, sorry, not Renee. I keep on saying Renee. Lorraine. Lorraine. So she, we flash back to when she was there with young Josh, back when she used to work there as a doctor. And there's this old elderly patient called Parker Crane who's in the in the hospital bed or whatever and she's kind of checking his vitals and Josh is just having a look at like the heart monitor or whatever it is and then we kind of get a quick little jump scare where Josh like looks at Parker Crane who had previously been kind of asleep and he like lunges at him and like Josh backs away and and all of that kind of stuff it's a like it scares Josh but then we skip to the next scene where like Lorraine is like that's not the part that scared me what scared me was the next day or two days whatever however further it was she goes into an elevator and Parker Crane goes into the elevator with her and so she's like what are you doing you should be in bed like blah 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 and he doesn't respond to her or anything and they get out at the ground floor he walks off she goes to the reception desk and she's like what is Parker Crane doing out of bed and the reception lady is like what are you talking about Parker Crane leapt to his death two days ago like Like he died and she's she's just like oh yeah cool so i've just been talking to a fucking dead guy in the elevator absolutely delicious yeah and apparently he was in the hospital for trying to castrate himself which is lovely no no bueno no No bueno so we kind of cut back to josh has you know found renee put her on the couch which is nice of him i suppose um, and we start to see that his body is deteriorating. He's like lost a tooth and it's, and his the ghost of, you know, the woman or his mum or whatever, his mum ghost says your dead soul is kill, is killing your living body. So essentially because he d- doesn't belong in the real world, his body is starting to, his st- body is starting to deteriorate. And Renee wakes up and tries to tell Josh what happened and asks for them to leave the house. He says that won't help and they have to ignore the ghosts and they'll go away. They only have power as long as they pay attention to them. 
this all makes sense when you think about the fact that Josh's spirit is still out there trying to make contact with Renee. And so yeah. by Parker Crane or, you know, whoever it is, by by Josh, Demon Josh saying, like, ignore them, it gives more incentive for Renee to, like, not pay attention to the signs that real Josh is trying to give her. So we hear the pl- piano playing from downstairs, but it stops when Renee and Demon Josh get down there. And she says that the song that's playing is the one she wrote for him. Like, well... Which is... Which is, by the way, a key thing in the first movie. It's a song that she is singing and playing on the piano in the first movie. Yeah. And she's like, oh, blah, blah, I've got some really nice songs. She's talking to her husband, blah, blah, blah. Smash forward to where we are now. She's like, this is the song that I keep playing, hearing on the piano that I keep, like, hearing someone playing. And he's like, oh, what is that? Like, what is that? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, what is that? And he's like, I don't, what is that song? And she's like, what do you mean you don't know that song? It's the song I wrote for you. And yeah. just like, and he's just like, well, it's a song that we shouldn't be concentrating on right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry if my husband was just like, I don't even know that song. Yeah, he'd be like, you're not my fucking husband. It's the one song that both of you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the one thing that only you two know know about. Yeah, so it's just further kind of cementing like, it's obviously not Josh, and I think that she's starting to come more and more to terms with that. So we cut to kind of like the mother's squad, the the grandmother's squad. Um, and they have followed patient records to Parker Crane's old house. And so Carl kind of is like, not a lot of good things have happened here. It's yet another abandoned house that is left exactly the way that it was kept however many years ago. So we change to kind of camcorder vision and Tucker inspects are breaking into what would have been Parker Crane's room. And they notice that the decor is a lot more kind of girly than you typically would expect decoration to for a young boy's room to have been in the early 1900s right gender norms we're not for them but this movie is talking about the early 1900s so we roll with it right (laughs) yeah um so a child runs past screaming this is my room and we see a little girl sitting on the bed and she says if she sees you she'll make me kill you they and they leave which i think is hilarious like this is the one moment in these movies where a ghost says something and they actually get the fuck out like tucker and specs know what they're doing they're like i'm not going to be play these games i'm i'm going to get the fuck out and so we go back to dalton and this scene is fucked up Skylar you want to do the honors I mean which scene is this I'm having a mental blank so this I'm is the scene lie. we see a couple of times that Dalton and Foster have been playing with these tin cans that are connected to a string oh. which they can speak into <laughs> and and you kind of when you speak into it the other person on the other end of the string can hear you really clearly oh whoops it's all right I had no wine in it everything's fine it's fine I've drunk all my alcohol for today I mean I watched this during the day so I didn't actually like like it was really dark but like he's like laying in bed and they're just like oh like Dalton and he's like fucking what and they're just like I just I really want to like show you something and he this is through the tin cans by the way through this is through his tin can so he's like he's asleep with his brother and so Dalton and Foster the two boys their beds are like pretty much right next to each other and they've been talking to each other through this like little can with a string like the same old little joke that everyone does yeah um and so he's, like, asleep, and he's, like, kind of dozing off, and he's, like, Dalton, 
Dalton, blah, 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 I need to show you something. And he's like, like, stop it, Foster. Like, I need to, like, I'm trying to sleep. Like, go back to bed, yeah. Go back to bed. Dad will come in, something like that. And they just go, I'm not Foster. (laughs) And he's just instantly just, like, perks up and he's like, fucking excuse me. And he looks at the string and the string isn't leading to his brother anymore. It's leading into the cupboard. Yeah, the fucking wardrobe. The spookiest fucking wardrobe. It's leading into the scariest wardrobe in human fucking history. But this is the bit where I didn't really see it. It was like a huge kabang. Oh, okay, cool. I'll I'll take over. I'll take over. So he kind of asks a couple of questions like, who are you? What do you want? Doesn't get any concrete answers, obviously. All of a sudden, a woman runs out of the wardrobe and is screaming at him, but the, the voice is still coming through as a whisper through the tin cans. And she's like screaming at him, like, help me, help me, help me. And then he kind of turns... She, like, runs back towards the wardrobe. He turns, and there's all these ghosts trying to get at him. And he, in the process of all this happening, he's kind of stood up. And then we turn, and we see that he's actually astral projecting. So the ghosts are trying to get to his back to his body. So he runs back to his body, and he, like, pulls the sheets over him just as all the ghosts are starting to try and kind of come at him and try and take over his body. And then he... His, the covers are ripped off of him and you see that Renee is trying to wake him up because to her, he's having a nightmare. And that's a really fucking scary scene. <laughs> yeah, that was horrendous. I was watching that. It's it's quick note to you guys. It's not a very good movie to watch in broad daylight when it's dark. Yeah, it's a dark film. You can't see shit. Yeah. And so we, I, cut I, to, I, we cut to Demon Josh sitting downstairs and he's like got a baseball bat looking a little bit paranoid, looking a little bit Jack Nicholson from The Shining, like not living his best life. And he's like, yeah. you'll never reach them. You'll never reach them from there. We can. And, and we cut to the actual Josh in the further and he's like banging on the piano like. And clearly he is stuck in the further and is trying to make contact. So at the moment we have kind of two entities within the house. I suppose three, if you really want to count, like we've got the bride who has taken over Josh's body. We've got the bride's mum, who is the woman in white, who's been like assaulting Renee. And then we have Josh, who's been the one that's been playing on the piano and trying to get in contact with Renee. Yeah. Back with the mother, the grandmother, but Josh's mother, she finds a portrait of the woman in white from the house and the young girl. And as she's looking at the portrait, the chandelier in the house almost kills her because it drops, but Carl manages to push her out of the way. So then Carl realizes that the spirit that they've been communicating with that has led them to this house has not been Elise at all. And he asks her who she is. She responds, Mother Mortis, which very specifically means mother of Parker Crane. So we're starting to see a little, a couple of other things that are happening through following noises. They find a door behind a bookshelf And through that door, we find a bunch of bodies which are covered in sheets sitting in like a row of pews. And, you know, at this point, I would call the police yet again. But we we don't do that. At no point do we call the police. Why would we do that? Why would we, you know? So they kind of roam around the room a little bit. And Spex finds a trunk which has a bunch of newspaper clippings in it referring to the bride in black who was a serial killer. And Elise's friends. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. I honestly, my handwriting is so fucking bad. So, um, Carl touches um, the wig that the Black Bride used, and 
he kind of has a vision because he's psychic and he goes back to a moment in time with Parker Crane where it is revealed that he kills because his mother kind of tells him to essentially. It's like a cut back to him getting prepared to murder someone, but it's kind of his mum who's telling him to do it. And Lorraine comes back to try to warn Renee. So essentially this serial killer, the Black Bride or the Bride in Black, has taken over Josh's body. That's that's kind of the, the gist of it. And then the spirit of Parker Crane's, and Parker Crane was that bride in black. The spirit of Parker Crane's mum is also haunting the house, telling him to kill the family. So Renee drives back to warn, Lorraine drives back to warn Renee about Josh and they get the kids out of the house and Carl gets ready to go into the house for a sting operation. So, I mean, he goes in there. <laughs> I love you staring at me. So he's like in there, and this is the thing that really fucks me off. It's a bit of an annoying scene. So Tucker and Specs, right? They're outside in the van. They kick him back. They're hanging out. They're all excited. They're thinking that they're spies because they're just like, yeah, we're going to send old mate Carly with his fucking dice. They're going to suss out the situation. So, yeah, so what they're kind of trying to do is sedate Josh so that they can kind of, you know, incapacitate him. Demon Josh, obviously, incapacitate him, take him down, and do whatever they plan on doing with him not being free. Now, yeah, so the, the, the whole idea is to get in there, knock him out, suck out a bridey boy, help Josh get back to his body, right? So Carl goes in there, and, uh, and, and Josh, Demon Josh, is looking a little bit under the weather because, as we know, having a dead chick slash guy living in his body is slowly making his body decay, right? Yes, he's not a, looking a dead crash thing hot. Can't be, yeah, he's not looking crash hot. Like a, like a dead thing can't be in a living person's vessel or whatever you want to call it. So he's there and he's just like, hey, what's going on? And he's just like, um, yeah, I just want to suss out. I just see some closure. Elise is dead. Bit upset about it. This is Carl. They're sitting down. Carl sees a tooth on the floor. He tries to not so subtly pick it up <laughs> his glasses like the demon woman can't tell. Okay? Yeah. Bit fucking stupid. And he gets up to walk past. Old mate demon Josh grabs him on the arm and he's just like, hey, you want a beverage, you know? I'll sort you out. I'll make you a cocktail, make you a martini, get you some water. What do you, what's, your, what's your poison? He's just like, yeah, water would be 10 out of 10. Phenomenal. Thank you, demon. Bit parched. Demon, it's a bit parched. And demon walks off. And he's, he's, like, inspecting this tooth, and he's holding it as high as humanly possible. <laughs> as high as humanly possible, because he wants to die, clearly. And he's just, he turns around. Well, Demon Josh jump scares him, and he turns around, and, and Demon Josh is just like, oh, mother told me that you're really good with your dice. And he's just like, what's behind your back, sir? And he's just like, oh, fuck, man, you got some fancy so- dice there. Something to note here is that when he says, like, mother tells me that you're really good with your dice, whatever, Carl is like, oh, I didn't realise you got a chance to talk to Lorraine before you came. You know, I didn't realise that you got a chance to talk. So it's like mother is in, like, his mother or mother is in, like, Parker Crane's mother. And he's on the – yeah, yeah. It's it's like – it's just kind of like – I don't know. This is like insinuating that he's talking about Lorraine, but then he was kind of like, mm. and that's when he goes, "Oh, so what's behind your back?" And he goes, "Fucking ask your dice." And he's just like, "What's what's behind Josh's?" And he, he does it, and he's like, "He fucking he does like, it." Like yeah, an idiot. and he goes, "What's behind Parker Crane's back?" And Josh's demon, Josh's face drops, 
and he throws the dice. Why are you doing it, you fucking moron? Anyway, the dice show knife. Duh. What else is he going to be fucking holding? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, you know, you're right, or something like that, or mother knew that you're always good with your dice. Something along those lines. Tucker inspects me while Sorry, my mum's trying to FaceTime me. Lol. I'll get back Excuse to you, me. mother. I'm doing Excuse important me. things. Excuse but me, Monica. The thing, the the important thing, though, is that when he tells him, like, you know, ask your dice, he, for some reason, grows a fucking backbone and says, what is Parker Crane holding behind his back? Not what is Josh holding behind his back. And so it's like, yeah. we know who you are. Yes. And it's just, you know, it turns into a kerfuffle. Parker and, you know, Specs and Tucker take their time to go up and, like, fight him. And then, at a really unfortunate turn of events, Parker, Crane, slash, Demon Josh, KO, Tucker, Specs, and... Everyone. (laughs) And it's like, this is like a ghost inside a basically a rotting carcass, and they still take you out. That's a bit tragic. Mm. So he, uh, he knocks out Tucker, Specs is knocked out, we think that Carl's dead, right? He kills Carl. So Carl wakes up in the further. Right? In the further. And we have real Josh. Woo. And he's just like, oh, well, if I can see you, I know where I am. It's like, yeah, you're fucking dead, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> and Josh says it with such conviction, like as though he Wait, knows no. that he's dead. Yeah, it's just like, well, you've probably carved it. So it's a bit tragic, isn't it? He takes it pretty well, though, to be fair. Carl, Carl takes it like a fucking champion. He just yeah. keeps on keeping on. He's like, we got to find Elise. we got to figure this shit out. Your family's at risk. Fuck this me dying. So I'll, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. So it gets to this point, right? So they go off into the further. They're trying to find Elise. Into the further we go. <laughs> into the further we go. And they're trying to find Elise, right? And he's stopped there. He's holding his lamp. And Carl, Carl is all like, yeah, there's a guy right in front of you. And Josh is like, I don't see anybody. And Carl's like, he's literally right in front of your face. And it cuts to this scary-ass old dude scary going, they've got your baby. They've, they've got, got your baby. baby. <laughs> they've got your baby. They've got your baby. They've got your baby. And it's like, that's fucking horrifying. Pointing to some place. Again, there's a lot of pointing. And so then it's like, yeah, we're going to go this way. This is where it ties into the first movie. So remember in the first movie where he goes downstairs and there's all this banging and then the front door gets flung open? Yeah. It's fucking Josh. (laughs) It's Josh getting to his own fucking house, isn't it? Yeah, so essentially Josh tries to get into the house and the banging that he's doing on the door is the banging that Josh heard in the first movie. Then once Josh goes back upstairs, he, like, he sees, like, Josh in... (laughs) Current day Josh, oh God, current day Josh sees the demon dude is about to like kind of attack the baby. So he breaks down the door, triggering the alarm and manages to run up and starts getting in a fist fight with old mate Ghosty Boy, which Elise then shows up and like uses her her lantern thing, which I've never really understood these lantern things at all. They don't make sense, but he uses this lantern thing and says like, go back to hell. And then he like disappears or whatever. And so they found Elise. And then there's Elise saving the day. Saving the day. And they're hanging out. So she had kind of moved on, but she said she came back to to help them when she heard Josh and Carl calling for them. 
Um, she tells Josh that they need to use Parker Crane's memories to draw him out of his vessel and back into the further. I don't fully understand that, but whatever, we're going to go with it. So <laughs> It's your story, Lee Wynnell. You do what you want with it. You do what you want with it. Um, so... We go back to the moment in 1986, an adult Josh asks, they, they realise that even though Josh can't remember where the older woman person lives, the, the black bride person, um, they realise that younger Josh does. And so they go back in time to 1986, and this is the moment that old Josh asks young Josh, where does the, the bride in black live? And he points at that door, and then we see Carl is the one who opens the door, and they walk through where there's another red door. And then Elise is like, ah, so that's what that was about. And it all ties together. It's all cyclical. All, yes, I do enjoy that moment. I do it's, enjoy it's it. Nice. It's nice. It's um, nice. And so Renee has received a text from Tucker saying that they're all good to go back to the house. So obviously it was not Tucker who sent this text, but we're going to roll with it. So Renee and Lorraine arrive home to Demon Josh playing with Carl's dice. Josh looks aged and fucking decrepit and as they try to run away from him because they realize that he's a demon he attacks them they manage to lock themselves in the piano room and barricade the door but josh manages to kind of get around and and catches up to renee and knocks her out and locks lorraine in the bathroom we see the kids are starting to arrive home being dropped off by the babysitter so so that's nice that the kids will manage to come home to see whatever the fuck is happening here so parker crane tells renee that he had told his mother he wasn't going to kill them he didn't want to kill them but then now that they've discovered who he is he has no choice and so he starts to strangle her but and in that moment that he's strangling her renee sees him as the bride in black for the first time so luckily the kids come home just at that moment and Dalton he cracks him over the top of the head and the family runs down to the laundry room, barricading the door. Back in the further. Skylar, are you across this part or you want me to keep going? I mean, I can't really remember. That's okay. That's okay. Today. I got it. You, you did great in the first one. Back Look, in the I further. Tried. You really did. Back in the further, Elise, Josh and Carl have arrived at Parker Crane's house, but, you know, the further house version of it. And um, they see a memory of Parker as a child being forced to dress as a girl and call himself Marilyn. Clearly, Parker's mom had a screw loose and really wanted a daughter. And thus, when she had a son, she forced Parker to dress up as a girl. Parker's mom... Parker's mum pushes Carl and Elise out of the room when she notices them, leaving Josh inside by himself. We cut back to the house where Dalton says he can go back into the further and find his dad, much like Josh did for him in the first movie. And with great parenting skills, Renee says, fucking go for it. <laughs> so Dalton goes back into the further to try and this find is, his dad. This is like while Damon Josh is trying to like break down into the laundry and she's like, mm. yeah, just go take a nap. And go get your dad for me really quickly. That would be great. But he's smart. He said he goes off into the further and he's got his little tin can with a string, right? Mm. And he's mm -hmm. given the other side to his mum. And he's yeeting off into the further. And there's, uh, there's like, a proper Josh and um, Carl. And they're just like, oh, yeah, this is excellent, yeah. So, like, the kid goes off and finds him into the further. And he's just like, son, like, what the fuck you be doing here? Wait, wait, wait. Like, yeah, we're, missing we're missing parts. We're missing parts. We're missing parts. I got this. I got this. So 
Josh is now surrounded. He he's in the room by himself, and he's surrounded by all of Parker Crane's victims, covered by their bed sheets like they were previously, but they're all standing up. He Parker in Josh's floor manages to break down the door to the basement and is now trying to force his way into the laundry room. Specs wakes up, lets Lorraine out of the bathroom just as Parker breaks down the door to the laundry room. Renee attacks him with a wrench and manages to overpower her. In the further, Elise is trying to talk to Parker Crane's young self trying to convince him to open the door just as Josh is attacked by Parker Crane's mother. So just as Parker is about to attack Dalton's body, Elise attacks Parker Crane's mother in the further, leading to demon Josh collapsing in the laundry room. Turns out Carl isn't dead, so both he and Josh run back into the further to try to find their vessels and their bodies, but they're attacked by spirits when they're out in the further, which is when they hear Dalton's voice calling to them, and they follow it, finding him, and Dalton is there to bring them home. Take it away, Skylar. Oh my god, yeah. So he's all just like, hey, yeah, guys, I've got you. I've got this fucking tin can with a string. Bobbity boopy, let's do it. And he's talking to his mum, and his mum's just like, hey come back and he's like, yeah for real and carl's all like yeah you got a really smart boy there and they just like follow the string back to their bodies dalton comes back mum's happy and then josh actual josh gets into his body so he's not a demon anymore it's fine okay josh comes back into his body the mum and the kids are just like hugging the mum looks obviously sus because she's got some damn trust issues after all of this that's been going on. She's like, Which is understandable. Understandable. I'd be like, are you actually my husband or are you going to knock me off? I don't know. So he's just like, no, 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 it's me. And she was just like, look, I was trying to contact you. I even played your song. And that's when she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's you. And she's like, I know it's you because only you could play it that badly. Which I'd just like to say, the song in general is really bad. She plays it badly. <laughs> the song is bad. <laughs> So she can go fuck it Hot take. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> so she can fuck out of here. Elise is a boss-ass bitch is what we get from this. Absolutely. We, we, we smash forward to the lounge room where Carl is going to wipe their memory so they can't, neither of them can astro-project anymore. Yeah. And this is, this, is, this is how it goes. Yeah. This is the movie. Goes. And that's, that's the movie. Then we get one final kind of end credit scene, which sets us up for a third movie that doesn't really happen. Because the third Insidious film is is a prequel. I'm pretty sure that we can confidently say it it's a prequel. It's a, it's a prequel. Definitely. Yeah. And Elise isn't dead, so. Yeah, so um, the end credit scene shows Tucker and Specs helping a family who is, you know, experiencing whatever they're experiencing. And a young girl kind of comes to the door and is like, who's that lady that's with them? Parents are like, what lady? And then we see Elise and she's like, shh don't tell anyone I'm here. And she like runs upstairs to try and, and we see that there's like a teenage girl, like mid twenties, whatever, in a wheelchair. And Elise is like, hey, hey, you good? You good? And then we hear the same kind of clicking, cracking sound that we heard when the red face demon showed up on other scenes. And Elise looks like super fucking horrified. And then we get the string quartet. And that's, that's, the end of that storyline in Insidious. It's a great storyline, but the thing is, it's just like it it doesn't tee up the next movie. Yeah, it's definitely like they clearly had an idea in mind for what the next movie would be, but once they made the decision to kind of have everything based around Elise, like <laughs> they kind of yeah. had to bring her back to life, which meant going back in time. 
I really like the Insidious movies. I think they're really, really good. Um, I think they're suit like the writing, the time traveling, like it's not time traveling, but like the time loop type stuff. It's just yeah. very solid writing. Like it's good shit. And I think that yeah. visually they're very cool. Like the the only thing I would say is that I personally don't find them very scary. That's like the the only negative I have. I think when I first watched them, I thought they were like I thought they were quite scary. Because, like, you don't, you're not expecting it. Yeah. But I think, even actually, to me, you know what? To be fair, even when you first watch it, like, the beginning, like, the first, like, half hour, 45, is, like, scary because you don't know what's going on. But then once you get into it and you see the demon and you see the ghosts and it's all out, it's it's not, it's not scary. Yeah. Anymore, you know? The, the second one's scarier than the first one. I like, would, I would agree with that. I think that definitely the climax of the second one is also scarier. I think that it's a bit kind of... Like, I get what they're doing with the whole backstory of the serial killer and everything, but having a story that's so removed from the, like, family is just really random. Like, just having this whole other story. And they never really delve into, like, any of the, like, why did his... Like, obviously, I I said, like, obviously, you know, Parker Crane's mum wanted a daughter, and when she got a son, she forced him. It's implied. But they never really go into, like, obviously he was abused, but, like, why is the mum telling him to kill people? Like, it, it's just, it's almost like he was forced to dress up like a girl and thus he became a serial killer. And It's a cop-out. It's kind of a cop-out. It's just a bit random. But I really like the movies. I think the acting is awesome. I think Lee wan yeah. and James Wan are an immaculate duo. And I'm really excited for us to keep on doing these movie things because that yeah. was fun. That was sexy. That, that was, was very. Sexy. That was a very meaty podcast. Oh um, yeah, this is a long a, one. Hopefully, we don't have hour, to do like <laughs> two hours and two hours and four minutes. It's a meaty boy. It is. But you but guys can just. Listen you're in lockdown. To your, if you're listening are, to it in Sydney, so don't don't tell me that you have any reasons why you can't listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. Fucking assholes. So you can listen to my podcast. Yeah, so next week we're going to be doing, both Skylar and I will go away and and find a little story that we want to tell each other about. And we'll we'll be back. So thank you for listening. (laughs) I loved every second of this. I'm going to find something really zesty. You're going to like it. Yeah, I'm excited. No copy and pasting. (laughs) I don't copy and paste. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. I'm I'm excited. We're we're back because quarantine is a thing and like what what do we have to do except this podcast? So that's Nothing. what we're doing. I don't have a I don't have uni to do. Uh, not me. Never. Never, not no. once. I don't I have, have a full ass full time job that needs my attention. Not there at all. What you know. What? No, never. Well, I mean, I think that that's kind of it. That's all, all that we have to say. So so thank you so much for listening. I'm going to think of a theme song. And then that's going to be what happens. But not but not today. Not today. This is too early. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of a theme song and then we can She'll think, yeah, time. she'll hum a theme song for, yeah. for next episode. I've got a week to think of one, so it'll be fine. Lovely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we'll speak to you next week. I love you so much. Goodbye. Bye-bye.